Sorry, we're in. Wow, I can't believe that that worked. I know, I know. <laughs> I also can't believe that worked. That was awesome. Uh, all right. Get that music back pumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I, had to, I had to fade it for the effect, but yeah, now we gotta like come back in, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Start yeah, from yeah. the beginning. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, oh, it's, it's, three, it's like five, three hours long. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a new song anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, just chilling at the lake, boys. Uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. Welcome to the Umbra Initiative post-show wrap-up season one finale. Uh, I'm your host, Colby, your professor GM, joined here by my lovely cast and crew, Corey. <laughs> Hi, my name is Corey. I'm me tonight. <laughs> David. Hi, I'm David. And Nicole. <laughs> um, I'm going to put that down a little bit. Just no, to be safe. Just to be safe. I just want to be a little safe. You do whatever you want. Just want to be a little safe. Uh, yeah, hi, everybody. Um, we do this at the end of every season. This is our third one now. Yeah. Is it yeah. Our, our third wrap-up show, right. yeah. um, which is incredible. Uh, for those of you who are new to wrap-up shows that we do over here, we essentially just go through the events of season uh, one, in this case, of the Umber Initiative. Mm-hmm. I answer questions we have for each other that have been brought up by you guys, stuff like that, in chat. Uh, chat should be popping up on there. It's probably going to go beyond where I want it to, but that's okay. Uh, and um, we just have a good time. Yeah, and we chill. Out. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out by the lake. Yeah, by the lake. Yeah. I forgot to introduce Bowie. Yeah, true. You did That's forget. Bowie. Uh, you also have to get to enjoy a bad green screen effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty rare, I think. I kind of yeah. fixed the corner here, so it actually nice. looks a little better. Yeah, it's not looking bad. You can see a little bit of green between us, but don't focus on that. Yeah, don't no. don't think too hard about it. We're at the lake. We're radioactive. <laughs> yeah, we're at the lake's quarry. radioactive. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Arcadian Haven Lake, right? There's a mountain in the back. I, I told I told Colby when, when he was setting this up that I couldn't tell if that background was from New Hampshire or Halo. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like Halo, doesn't it? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Like you can almost like picture the thing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say about Halo? That it looks yeah, like, it looks good, like New, Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. This is Space New Hampshire. Master yeah. Chief is from New Hampshire. Live free or die. That's it. Just like wildlife police. Poll question. Poll question. From our Discord. That's right, you can join our Discord. Uh, where you can take part in a bunch of conversations and to do with the channel, Umber Initiative, or anything you want. Just kind of talk to us. Mm-hmm. Show memes and everything. Yeah. Or take part in the initiative polls mm-hmm. that happen every week over here. The very last poll that we had that you guys said to put up. So, uh, in disclosure, <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I was against it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poll question. Yep. Who has been your favorite cast member thus far? <laughs> we have Colby, your professor GM. Corey, who's played Elias Crowley and Jordan Teller. David, who's played Adam Mercury and <coughs> Nicole, who's played Jackie Galaxy and Arabella Modesto. Will, played Evan Belgarad, guest character. Taylor, who's played Jacob Riviera. And Bowie, the ferret extraordinaire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Drum roll, please. Uh. <laughs> Don't ever do that sit next to me again. <laughs> the winner is a tie. What? Between me and Bowie. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah. For well second deserved. place, it is a 
five-way tie <laughs> between literally everybody else. <laughs> I guess it's third. I could survive. Second, no, it's amazing. So uh, thank you for voting in the chat there. Uh -huh, uh -huh. There were a lot of votes, too, actually. It was nice. <laughs> Um, I'm glad that, that didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very neutral. I mean, process. I'm kind of upset that I didn't beat Bowie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I didn't either, really. So. How could you? How could you? Yeah, yeah, I bought him. <laughs> um, With the face of I created this monster. <laughs> of course, if you're joining in chat at all, um, feel free to ask questions at any time. Interrupt us, whatever, we'll, we'll poke at them. Mm -hmm. um, talk for a second, because these are disappearing, <laughs> and I want to change that. We'll, uh, we'll answer any questions we have, whether it's about initiative, or just about streaming in general, or if it's about just our lives, mm -hmm. or just, just if you just want to be like, uh, what'd you yeah. eat for breakfast? Or this or that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. yeah, yeah. We like a good debate. Uh, okay, I don't know why they disappear, but that's okay. There we go. They show up, that's what matters. Excuse um, me. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, okay, I guess we should just go into it now, right? So, uh... Unless anything, I mean, anyone has anything they'd like to say? He was a good man. <laughs> 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 what do you want me to say? <laughs> we gather here I'll today. <laughs> um, so I guess what we'll do is uh, we'll just very briefly, because I have, I have individual questions written and group questions and stuff and whatnot, mm -hmm. but, uh... We'll just go quickly go over the story arts for season one, mm. and uh, this. Where's my notebook? <laughs> uh, all your stuff is probably over uh, there. Oh shit! Back there, yeah. Well, uh, hold, I'll get it. Hold on. To the ether. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, right here. Oh, cool. Does anybody else want Ethan over here while I'm here? Thank you. I think I'm good. Yeah, nobody else wrote notes. I don't know. <laughs> True. Um, whose notebook is this? That's mine. Boris. My little green notebook. You just have <laughs> Just first show. I got like three quarters into the sessions <laughs> and then I stopped taking notes because shit got intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was focusing more on trying to take notes and actually playing. So when when I was doing the breakdown for the last two seasons, I mean, uh, or rather the first two seasons as opposed to this one, it's like very different um, in terms of how to break it down. Hello. I saw the new chatter, so I want to say hi. Hell yeah, hello. <laughs> See, we can do that now. We can like interrupt ourselves and be like, hello, yeah. chat. And I talk to the chat also now. Also being the only actual note taker. Yeah, guys, pick up your fucking <laughs> slack. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> Try. I don't think it felt like school. <laughs> so I'm not here for that. Uh, so instead of breaking it down into like parts one through whatever mm -hmm. over here, um, I just put all the ones that are included even though they're all kind of intertwined. Because that's how this season went, right? It wasn't sure. like... There were a couple arcs. It wasn't like one right, overarching... But, right, but they were like... It would be like uh, an Umbra, and then Bleeding Edge, Umbra, Bleeding... Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Entia and stuff. So the, the ones we have, of course, are the Umbras. Mm -hmm. um, then, uh, which includes the, the Trash Umbra, the Campground, Pseudo Umbra, Peter Baskin's, the Cinema, uh, Mr. Sales, Pseudo Umbra, the Hark Residence, the North Manor, and Teller um, mm -hmm. Residence ones. We have Bleeding Edge, uh, which is just Angelica and Sales in general. Uh, the Entiel Relinquere story arc, and then finally the the Divine <coughs> War, uh story arc, which prevailed at the the end. Mm. Yeah, there. Um, so yeah, it, this one was weird to kind of break down. 
Uh, it's shorter, right? I mean, this is what five episodes shorter, I think. I think so. Than, yeah. than, than season one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which means that's what, like, third. Uh, Fifteen hours yeah. of content. Fifteen like, hours shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, I feel like we did a lot more. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree with that. I feel like every episode in in Umbro was very jam packed with events. Yeah. Um, and and I think it or kind of story and plot. Yeah, I, I think a little bit, um, of the reason for that is because in campaign one, it was very much like. Uh, each episode was part of an arc, right? The arcs were very clear in campaign mm -hmm. one um, and Like it would be like five episodes would be one arc mm -hmm. But in this in in each one episode so much happened like yeah. an arc would be fulfilled like an umbra would happen yes. and, and close Or like an event would happen and come to a conclusion yeah. in one episode. Yes So yeah. like even though this campaign was less or this season was less episodes. It felt like a lot more happened Yeah, well, it, it, more happening at once. Definitely. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't yeah. like we're doing this arc, and that's going to be the next like ten episodes. And right. now we're doing this arc, and it's going to be the next ten episodes. Yeah, it was a lot more <clears throat> episodic in a yeah. way of like you could almost pick a random episode, start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You'll kind of recap. You'll understand what's kind of happening. Watch the beginning of an event start, and then within the three hours, either it'll be wrapped up or it'll be at a point where you can kind of mm -hmm. like know that the cliffhanger is going to lead into like a second episode, and it's almost like a two-parter sort of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. They really didn't ever go over two parts, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean. Um, there isn't many things I can think of that dragged out like into like something that happened in one episode didn't get resolved for another two right. past that. Mm, yeah. Aside from like backstory things that we kind of trickled in over the course of everything and and that's kind of it. Like, yeah. Um, but that that was all stuff that was meant to be slowly <laughs> unpacked anyway. So, right, right, yeah. over time. There, there was a lot of that, a lot of Arabella stuff, a lot of Jordan stuff. I mean, kind of a lot of all the individual character storylines. Oh, yeah. It was all kind of... Intertwined like, with everything Yeah, else. and everything was kind of drip-fed in that way. But we all did that for a reason. Yeah. Do you, so, the um, do you want to hear what... the This is in the very beginning of my notebook, mm -hmm. uh, what the original story arts were going to be. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, we always want to know. I think it was in um, behind the scenes. It was in about BTS. six parts. I had this campaign plotted out with. Part one was the Umbras, which I subtitled as group, which meant it was a group-based, like group objective-based story arc. Mm -hmm. okay. All of you work together, uh, and kind of fits into like all of your backstories. That was what really kept the group together. Right, the glue. Yeah. Um, part two was going to be the capture of Arabella. Uh, what? <laughs> the capture, so, uh, which was subtitled as a Barrett and Arabella storyline. Oh. In which case, Barrett would have been tasked with capturing Arabella and bringing her to Bleeding Edge. Mm. Uh, interesting. That's wow. interesting. Yeah. Uh, part three would have been the emergence of a kin, uh, which is a group plot line in which after basically after that story arc mm -hmm. where Arabella is captured is resolved the next one would be a kin actually arrives in like a full-fledged kin arrives in uh arcadian haven mm. uh, uh part four jordan's umbra really <laughs> jordan's so that was plot like line. always meant to happen huh? absolutely 100 wow. percent nice uh part five the entia relinquere story arc mm. which Oddly enough, happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Uh, and then part six, something I can't spoil, and Bleeding Edge. Huh. Which oh. was, it's so the season was supposed to end with Bleeding Edge. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's not true. Well, mostly Bleeding Edge and then Divine Jeweler stuff. So I guess oh. seven parts. So that, and that part kind of got pushed. Cause like, yes. Yeah. That got pushed basically into season two. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so that was supposed to be kind of how things go. Uh, some quick notes I just put. Uh, tease the inclusion of crystals in some way from campaign one. Mm, yeah. Uh, get the Amble Belt involved. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, have Misty and or Umin appear. Nice. Uh, and then I have a note that says, next story arc, <laughs> fucking kill Barrett. <laughs> love that. Uh, Absolutely beautiful. love that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that uh, was how uh, it was really we need. Go. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it didn't deviate too much. No. It just kind of, everything went kind of a bit out of order. Mm. So now I know that season two is going to start with you kill trying Barrett. to kill Barrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that was always the goal anyway. True. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, it you know the season I think turned out really well in terms in terms of pacing. Mm. I think it went really well. I don't think it overstayed its welcome at all. Yeah, I don't think um, so. And uh, I'm really happy with how it came out. Yeah, me too. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think episode one is like our best episode ever. I oh, love yeah. our episode. I might one. I might agree with you. Mm. Episode one of Umber was very strong. Yeah. Well, so was the last episode, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, though, the last one is probably one of I my I would have favorites. to go through. I don't think I could pick, like, a favorite or a strong episode off the top of my head just because, like, there's just so much that... And there's so yeah. many parts that I liked, and I couldn't even tell you which episode, like, they happened in. Mm-hmm. I just know that they happened around this time, mm-hmm. and... <laughs> The last three episodes of the season were really strong, I think. Mm. I, I do agree. Yeah. Once I everything kind of came to a head, it was it was really solid. There's a lot. There's a lot that, I mean, of really strong themes and plots. Uh, I'll, I'll go into some uh, my, my questions here. Actually, um, let me do this. So we did get uh, an email from our boy, Legendary Watermelon. Hey. Mm-hmm. On to here, uh, to our, our email. Watermelon. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll read it. it he wrote a, le- uh, a hefty amount of stuff and then included uh, questions. Cool. Um, oh, wow. Uh, it was a question for me, one for Nicole, and then one as the, for the entire cast. Uh, but I'll read his little note first. Um, I am going to... He did also include a little special something, um, but it isn't finished yet, Some and he's going to finish it soon, so I'm going to wait to show it off until he's finished, so he's you know, satisfied with the final product. I'll show you guys after. Okay. I already showed David. Oh, um, I'm hyped. Actually, I'll just like quickly. You guys can't see it, haha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. See? Wow. Don't you guys love this? That's really good. Don't you guys love how I, I can't. I'm totally excluding oh, all of shit. chat? That's very Yeah, just oh, wait. Oh, fuck. I'm super hype. And I'll yes. show it off. We'll yes. show it in the Discord and all that. Really, oh, really hype. Uh, Alright, anyway, uh, it's your boy, Legendary Watermelon, sliding in his season finale email, probably a little too close to the Q&A stream. Uh, as for the season itself, it's been an uh, amazing experience. Uh, it's been amazing experiencing the progress you guys have made with production values for sponsorships and, of course, some of the best TTRPG storytelling around. I almost feel like uh, Colby went, quote, character over world building. I'll show him! and decided to go above and beyond both uh, for both this time. Thanks. Like a mixture of Persona meets Supernatural, the show Supernatural. Uh, I love it. Here's a couple questions I have for the post-show. Uh, for me, Colby, how would you summarize your approach to preparing for a game session? In a few times I myself have tried to GM, I consistently <laughs> over-prepared, but you managed to bring new action and excitement to every episode, even when the party is doing nothing more exciting than hanging out in the local sandwich shop. <laughs> um, 
That's a good question. That's a very yeah, good so question. how would you summarize your approach to preparing for a game session? Uh, I do little... Uh, you can't even see it, but I do main objectives and side objectives. <laughs> you can't. No, I can, you can actually see it pretty clearly. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it focused pretty fast. I was surprised. Tell so us what's in the notebook. <laughs> so this is episode one, actually. The notes oh, okay. for episode one. <laughs> oh, um, read them. <laughs> so for, the, like, for example, so for episode one, my main objectives for the party, this is basically encompassing, this is what you need to have accomplished by the end of the episode in order to progress the plot. Uh, finding the ferret, because Bowie didn't have a name yet. Uh, introducing day-to-day -day activities, so you guys would go around, here's your day-to-day. -day. And then the pawn shop, question mark, which never kind of happened in that mm. one. It got introduced to yeah. And then the side objectives, I had a grocery store visit for Barrett, mm -hmm. a therapist visit for Jordan, uh, Jordan goes to the pharmacy, and then a call for Barrett, mm. which is the first um, bleeding edge yeah. call. So I always do main objectives, side objectives, and then I do events. So that's where the bulk of the work goes in, where it's just like, uh, I just dots, you know? I just go through, like, we begin with going through a morning with our heroes, going through the afternoon. It's like vague stuff, right? I let the players kind of flesh it out, but I need to accomplish things. Like, Barrett is stopped by a lone raven in the uh, road. It looks at him before Laura Hart kills it. Mm -hmm. uh, she asked Barrett some annoying, or uh, yeah, she asked Barrett some annoying questions before trying to shoot him with a slingshot. Uh, Liam is there as well, and then it goes on like that, right? That's the whole encounter, and then you know we kind of just play it out. So you keep it pretty vague, like yeah. you put little instances, yeah. but not big, like not. not yeah, I'll, and I'll put quotes like for Jordan here. Like Jordan goes to a therapy session with Natalie home, and then in another separate bullet point, I put a quote from her that says, mm -hmm. "Anderson asked me to tell you that he wants." Uh, the money you owe him, something about breaking a bottle of beer over his head, right? And I'm, and I need to say that um, okay. because that conveys what I want her, you know. That I think that sets up a lot for Jordan, right? Like right. Jordan has a drinking problem. He doesn't really get along with people. Well, he's, he has this like issue here. His therapist calls him out on his bullshit, like stuff like that. It's like you always kind of have that like dollar on a fishing hook, and you're just dangling over us. Oh, yeah. For us to grab it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you guys always grab it. So yeah. I can't. I can't really think of a moment of course where we're you broke. Grab it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Um, it's a very interesting way to structure it. Yeah, so it makes a lot of sense. It's it like you, you're you're kind of creating like goals for mm. us as players to achieve, whether or not you, we realize we're achieving them or not. Yeah. Do you structure the as far as the NPCs, like how you want to build the world and how you want to build these characters? Do you structure it like per character, or are you mm -hmm. just going through like okay, this is like episode one. These are the points I want to hit. It's that, right? It's more It's more that. The the characters come in in a different way. I have little tabs that show off minor and major NPCs. Um, and every NPC has a brief one to three sentence description, which includes their job, personality, and physical quirks. And then, and then at the very end, I put what accent they have because I didn't do that for season one or uh, campaign one, oh, yeah. and it fucked me up a little bit because <laughs> I would forget accents. And this yeah. one, I still forget it. Like I only started doing that like maybe four or five episodes in when I realized I'm like, 
What did Brother Lewis sound like again? Right. Take a look. Um, <laughs> Brother Lewis was not meant to be a big character. He was a minor really? NPC, really? like wow. completely minor. Wow. I, I didn't expect him to be as big as he was. Like even right off the bat, he was just kind of like he was the blank, weird kind mm. of like yin to like Jordan's yang or vice versa. Yeah, he was just meant. He was just meant to be like. Hey. Yeah, like, yeah, like right. he's the guy who was supposed to be there, and Would Jordan you... was the guy that kind of showed up and like took his job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think I think his interacting with Arabella and Nicole really expanded his character into someone Absolutely. who, like, you know, could change and mm -hmm. become something a bit more. Um, but yeah, that's just yeah, that's great. Everybody, even the NPCs, developed over this. Oh, yeah. That was something yeah. that happened that the other season, like the other campaign, didn't really happen a lot. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the characters, like when we met them, who they ended up as was still pretty much kind of the same. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. like, we didn't have a lot of transformations the same yeah, way that true. this one did. Even yeah. physical, we had crazy transformations. In yeah. This. yeah, go yeah. figure, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> For Nicole. Quote, how closely do you work with the GM with these characters you've played that both have a sort of evil, or at least chaotic, entity powering them? Do you pitch the idea to him first, or ask to use, use things like the Dark Entity slash Tin of Carnage after hearing a story summary? Uh, so I know for Arabella, I pitched that, I believe. You did for both. Yeah, um, it's harder for, sorry for my cognitive shit of still getting over COVID. But as far as um, Arabella goes, yeah, it was definitely something I actually <laughs> didn't realize how closely that tracked uh, with Jackie until I really looked at the character as a whole, because I was thinking more like, um, like that switch. I just wanted something unique in that mm. um, there was one half that did one thing and one half that did another. I wasn't even necessarily thinking like, this is gonna be like an evil thing. Um, that's something that Colby really brought in um, to the plot, I think, because it started off as just like, oh, they do this, but also they do this. Yeah, well, you said demon. Yeah. So I I, I guess I leaned yeah. evil on that for that. Um, Cause but I, then, and then you start playing her like a psychopath. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because at first, it was, like I said, like it wasn't meant to be, I, I wanted it to be like a demon, like you said, but it wasn't set in like, it was mechanical, yes. not narrative. It was, yes, that's exactly. It was more mechanical. It was more like, I want X powers and I want X powers. Um, and then when I told Colby and when we started talking about it, that's when it became more narrative and that's when it became something that was, <laughs> excuse me, more character driven than just power based, I think. Right, right, I get that. Um, I think it worked out well too. Oh yeah, I love how it turned. I mean, yeah, I love how it turned out. Um, and with Jackie too, uh, that was that one started more narrative. That one was something that I wanted to try to like create this backstory of uh, how did she get her powers? How did this come mm -hmm. about? And that's when I kind of went through and I was like, well, that's kind of a neat thing, right? Is when you don't necessarily you're given something. Yeah. <laughs> by some ambiguous, you know, like God or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Symbiote, you know. <laughs> right. Um, Jackie started very narrative. I think the characters are opposite. Jackie started narrative and that kind of stayed throughout the, uh, the initiative. And then Arabella was more mechanical and it became the more we talked about it and the more story happened that that really became something that was more narrative. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 
whenever we started a campaign or a season, the four of us would meet and like sit down and like I have a laptop and I'm writing notes about mm -hmm. like okay like here question 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 and then they tell me what they want to do mm -hmm. or at least they just tell me what their characters are yeah and you, you're never like rigid about it it's never like hey I'm gonna do like us like I'm gonna do Arcadian Haven we're gonna be in uh like New Hampshire in the woods figure it out who you're gonna be there. right yeah. it's like we said like I want to play this kind of character. I want to be this kind of character. I want to yeah. do this. And we said that, and then he kind of worked it in. And then once he like kind of revealed like what the setting was, we figured out how we fit into that setting. Yeah, there wasn't right. any like forcing. You weren't putting us in our place to start. Like we yeah. found our own. Everybody was in there so well too. Like all you guys yeah. did yeah, so yeah. well with it. Whether it's just like you know you you've been here since not when you were born, but right. you know early on. Yeah, you're here for a mission, or you're here to escape everything. And I, I think that. As opposed to um, campaign one, where it's like, well, obviously we all go here, we yeah. all go to the same yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think this definitely was more. I really liked the differences in our characters, and I really liked that our characters were not necessarily built to have the same goal. Mm. Uh, when we made our characters, I think this time we were. I think we were set on a more mature setting. We were set on. We wanted this to be something beyond just. A, a fun campaign adventure kind of thing. Uh, we wanted it to be with adults, I think. We yeah, had decided yeah, that yeah, pretty yeah. early yeah. on. Yeah, one of the first things I think we said like when we were figuring out what the next one was going to be was like, yeah. we want to play adults. <clears throat> yeah. And so that kind of drove us into that kind of characters we wanted to create, what themes we kind of wanted to hit and go on. And I think we all kind of agreed as like a whole group, like you said, we were talking to Colby about what kind of campaign we were looking for and what kind of campaign would be fun for all of us to do and also be really interesting. And, um, you know, as we made our characters, we kind of kept that in mind mm. um, as, you know, as we plan it out. And even uh, when I was making Arabella, I didn't have the full backstory uh, until we actually played. Uh, mm. I didn't know, I didn't even know that Arab, uh, Arabella was a kid at all, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gave me a name. Yes. Um, but there was no, like, origin as no. to where it came from. So that was, like, fun for me. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you know, and same with uh, Jordan's powers, mm -hmm. right? Like, it was, like, this cosmic radiation thing that started out, and it was like, oh, I could do something more with this, and so... Yeah, yeah, we left it broad kind of like yeah. on purpose, yep. and I kind of like almost like passed it to you because I knew mm. you could do something with it. If I'm just like, like, he gets these powers somehow in space, somehow while you're re-entering, something happens. Yeah, yeah, mm. and and it gave me just enough direction to do something cool with it. And with Barrett too, like his gun, like, yeah. you know, his gun is his most important like power-wise to what he is, and then yeah. the organization he comes from, right? Mm. Like, I think we all kind of left, made a vague backstory, and then Colby kind of put the pieces together. Yeah, yeah. well, we I think we put. Like we put a lot of trust in Colby as a GM, yeah. and I think a lot of like like games and stuff like, and even just players that like get so attached to their character. When you write like extensive backstory, you don't want anyone to fuck with it, mm -hmm. and like, you want to tell it yeah, a very specific kind of way, yeah. and like yeah. have it be your guy the way you wrote him, the way you want him mm -hmm. to be perceived to other people. But like, there's no excitement in that. I feel like if it, I guess one thing if you just have like an uncreative GM, but like if you have somebody that like is trying to tell a story and has goals that are bigger than your character, mm -hmm. you can trust like a GM like with a style like that to kind of sort that out for you in a way that's going to be satisfying and surprising for you at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I was I was just gonna say I think this this campaign 
was also a good exercise for all of us, and it also shows the trust that we have in our GM. Yeah. That when we were originally making our characters, you know, usually we start with like, I want to play a character with this kind of power, and then we make our, our backstories, but this campaign, we specifically were like, we don't really want these characters to mesh. Yeah. Like, we specifically, like, our campaign one, we all started in the same high school, right? Which is basically the mutants and masterminds way of starting in the tavern. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, we, but we wanted to do the opposite of that, being like, one of these characters is actively against one of the other ones. Right. Like, we don't really want them to get along. And yeah. Like, well, we kind of did everything that we didn't do in the first campaign. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, we exactly. totally, like, approached this with a completely opposite <laughs> point of view. Yeah. Like, adults, not in the city, and nobody likes each other. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I will say that every time Barrett wanted to leave Arcadian Haven, I wanted to vomit. <laughs> I never actually would have. I never actually would have. I mean, I would have like, let it, but I was like, always like, oh, Unless I came to you early and was like yeah. you know planned it out yeah. i never would have been like hey i'm, I'm dipping <laughs> just like I'm all right the blue. second campaign happening with <laughs> yeah you two doing your own thing and barrett's like what yeah because yeah. because i know how much splitting the party sucks so uh, you know i want to do that but but like i was saying it just it, it really uh was an exercise to make all characters that don't like each other forced to yeah. work as a team and that's something a lot of people can't do. Yeah, we all made these characters with the same goal, regardless of what that character's goal was. Like, mm -hmm. us as a group decided we wanted this to be something different, and that's kind of what we did. Yeah. They worked out well. Mm -hmm. We did it. They worked out very well. For the cast as a whole, mm -hmm. do you all keep backup characters in your back pocket just <laughs> in case a trip to an Umbra doesn't go exactly as expected? <laughs> Uh, I do have a backup character, yeah. but it's a character that I might use in the future, so I don't want to say what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give away the characters, but... Give it away! <laughs> uh, um, but absolutely, yes. I, I do have a backup. For a long time, I didn't. Uh, which, not to say, like, if something didn't, ha if something happened to Arabella, I would be, like, so distraught, but, um, I was so enamored in what we were doing and, like, the characters that we had created, especially because it's new, right? It's our first season, it's our first thing. I definitely didn't go in being like, just in case, I have another character. Now I do. <laughs> but I uh, definitely didn't start that way. It's a demon with an angel as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just trying to be a good guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really trying to change my ways. <laughs> I got nobody in my back <laughs> I've got loose ideas about things I like and ideas and stuff and whatever, but it really just kind of like when I create a character, it depends on the mood I'm in at the time and depends mm -hmm. on what I'm going to be mm. like trying to do within that story. Mm -hmm. I get that. Uh, big thanks to all of you. It's been my honor to throw Puddin sponsorship money to you, <laughs> you all. Your passion across all of initiative and keeps happening next on the streams, actual plays, and YouTube is inspiring. And I'll continue supporting as long as I'm able to and for as long as you allow me to. Good oh, luck to thanks. everything coming in the future. Thanks, Mom. Thank you so much. Oh, that's so so sweet. sweet. Ban him. <laughs> milk to bourbon is worth that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's um, awesome. Okay, uh, I'll go into my questions unless you guys have anything else. Throwing at it. Throwing at it right yeah. now. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. All right, David, fine. Yeah. Let's start with you. All right. All right, when making a stoic character, mm. how did you ensure that conversations would remain engaging, avoiding just simple one-word answers at a time? That's a good question. Uh -huh, yeah. um, so, honestly, one of... One of the things that I try and do while playing a stoic character is I know that one word answers can't can like not always be the most engaging, you know, because I'm not actively interacting that much. 
but I also don't want to make a character who wouldn't talk a lot, talk a lot. So basically my, my biggest rule is make the one word as engaging as possible. <laughs> okay. That, that's, okay. That's mainly what I try to do. So like I want a character like Barrett to say as much as possible in as few words as he can. Mm-hmm. And that's that's basically that's tough. Always... That's tough for yeah. for a literal improv <laughs> form of, of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I, I it, it's tough to do, but I find the best way to play a character like that is to, when it comes to me, play on the spot. Hmm. I try not to overthink stuff that Barrett would say. I try to mostly just improv it. See, that's interesting because I think you played Adam in a similar way where you're like, yeah. I just think about the moment. Yeah, yeah. let's go. I mean, honestly, that's how that he lives his true. life. <laughs> but with Adam, it was different because Adam was like, you know, just kind of, I didn't want him to think yes. about his decisions. Mm, aloof. I, yeah, I, I, wa- I didn't want him to think too much about what he did. Oh, you didn't. I, didn't. I wanted that to be his character. But with Barrett, it's more just like, I don't want him to be too wordy. Interesting. You know what I mean? There's like way more thought put into less words, than yeah. like, like yeah. you said, like Absolutely. to say the least amount. Absolutely. Interesting. Which okay. I think actually worked out really well, like especially with the whole, the entire time you're trying to figure out what Barrett's deal is and like, because he says so little and what he says is just like, you still have no idea which side he's on. Yeah. So it leaves it so up in the air. I, I wanted, I did want to think a lot about his actions yeah. and mm. kind of have them speak, but not so much his words. I, I wish I remembered specific points, but I do like remember a handful of times where like something would happen, Barrett would react to it, and you just say like a single sentence, yeah. and I was like, "Damn, that's yeah. hard." Right. Like you're just like cold all the time. You always said yeah. like really intense shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. I really liked I it. I think the most one is like when he basically told this kid to like his own kid, like right. in the umbrella, to yeah. like ah, when, and I'm out. I don't even think he said anything. He just turned or something. Yeah, he just trying to remember. It was just like hard. He might have said yeah. like one thing. Sup. But I, <laughs> yeah. Sup. I, I definitely wanted to make it so I, it was evident that he did not care about many people. Mm. Yeah. He just didn't care about him. Like, he very cares. Fun, very fun to play. He does care. That's what's sweet about <laughs> him. That's what I choose to believe. Corey, Colby, what inspired the decision to have a therapist slash psychiatrist as Jordan's main supporting cast? Mm. Ooh. That's um. Uh, well, it it felt like it kind of lent itself to the story in terms of like, um, having Jordan be like off planet when the the incident with the dark entity and all that shit in New York happened, and then losing everything, um, being tied to like a government organization like he was in terms of like doing like the astronaut thing and whatever, it it kind of made sense that like he would sort of be like sanctioned to do this if he were to try to like stay involved in any capacity even if he was trying to like get away from it or whatever like they would probably like kind of force him into that like you've seen shit you've been off planet for a while you came back you'd probably be undergoing some sort of like re-immersion like kind of process anyway yeah um so it, it just it felt right for him to to be put in a situation like that um playing it was really interesting because it kind of explored a lot of territory that I didn't expect to go in um, with the character. I agree. I think um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff you can, it's like you can talk to the audience a lot, <laughs> like a therapist type character as opposed yeah. to also the, char- you know, the character itself. So it's like a really good way to explore themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, uh, another part of it that like I kind of like wanted to do with it was like sort of put that, that like 
angle like into like showcase like mm. kind of show that like these characters they don't always have their shit together they're not like perfect and know exactly what to do like in the moment like they're super powered so they have no personal issues so it's not interesting right at all and i just say i wanted to play a flawed character pretty much more and than you know anything. you did it way better than falcon and winter soldier <laughs> I remember when we first did yeah. this, we were like, oh yeah, just and it was around the same time Falcon Winter Soldier came out. Yeah. And it was like uh uh Bucky had the yeah. therapist angle yeah. in the beginning. And they were like the first episode, you're like, okay, he's going to therapy. And then they never did it yeah, again. It was, it, was, like, it, was dumb. <laughs> it was like the best thing about that show. So it was funny. like, come on, man. No, it, it's, so they funny. they did not handle that right. They turned it into a joke more than anything. And yeah. that's not the right way to to approach like something like that especially like kind of like with like the current climate and like the way that like everyone's like an advocate for mental health and whatever and stuff like that like having a positive sort of like example of that working not making out with your therapist uh <laughs> aside from all that everything else was pretty good like i mean I, I feel satisfied with with the angle of the story like the way that we did it and um i like natalie a lot as a character um that was another thing that I like. I just gave you a name and put a lot of trust in you for how that character was mm. going to be. I think it was a really good way to get a narrative out without main characters, right? Because that's mm. usually what happens mm. during campaigns is like the main characters talk to the main characters and that's kind the of the campfire moment. Right, yeah. exactly. And so I feel like that was a really good way to get out like that narrative, but the main characters were not involved. Like the, it was it was your it really developed Jordan as a character, like yeah. you were saying, and it just made it <clears throat> what he was saying like hit more because it wasn't just like something he was going around telling people, right? Yeah. It's not something he's going around being like, yeah, well, this and this and this, mm -hmm. and just to everyone he meets, it's like he's still a person who ha like talks about his life privately. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. well, showing on-screen therapy is a perfect engine for. Uh, like establishing backstory mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. and kind of like finding my footing as playing this character because like again like we we kind of played everything kind of like fast and loose with these mm. characters and the way that we established and set them all up and stuff like we had backstories kind of established but in terms of like personalities I think we kind of found our footing and yeah. ran with it once we did yeah. and like doing those therapy sessions oh. with Jordan like the two things were pretty much that like kind of developed him for me like to get me comfortable as playing him or those therapy sessions and then his interactions with Arabella because yeah. mm. that kind of gave him that sort of like inkling of like this is how he may have been around his family versus this is what happened to him and what messed him up and made him not act the way he used to sort of yeah uh I will say uh this is random but what you just brought up uh, how we built the characters I actually wrote I, so I much remember down. that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you write? She uh, had a, like, a glossary. Of, it was like a long list of just like adjectives to describe her character and the way she wanted to play her. Oh. Because I really wanted to get into the role play aspect of this because, you know, last time we played us, you know, like yeah. last time it was us. So I was like, these are the points I want to hit. These are the themes that I want to keep. Arabella as and I do not want to deviate obviously I can deviate make it a dynamic character <laughs> But these are the traits that I would like to keep on track 
And um, that's so awesome. I have obviously uh, it changed. Like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I have like a ten or eleven oh, word paragraph that I pretty much stuck to the entire yeah. time this in terms of entire. like Jordan's personality. Yeah. <laughs> that's the entire list. I, I that's so work. funny. Yeah, mine was very quick and brief. It was imagine Wolverine as Captain Universe, <laughs> slightly softened personality with certain characters. And a strong sense of responsibility. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> I don't know if I got Wolverine from him. It wasn't so much like it wasn't Wolverine and the gruffness. It was exactly. just it yeah. was everything else. It like was Logan in Alaska. It was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Logan pretending to be a normal guy. Yes. Staying exactly. quiet, wearing flannel and driving a beat up truck, working yeah. in the woods, hanging out yep. in bars, not getting along with everybody that well. Yeah, the, the only difference being when you approach him, he doesn't tell you to fuck off. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to play a character like that. I just yeah. kind of wanted like him to just be a sort of like, you know, like the like neighborhood handyman sort of mm-hmm. kind of character. Everybody sort of knows him, nobody really knows him well, and yeah. he can fix shit. And yeah. It just felt like a good cover for everything else that it, it worked out well. Yeah, it worked. And it brought it into the, the story and like doing the folds mm-hmm. pretty Yeah, cool. and it loosely connected him to everybody else in town, which helped, I'm sure. <laughs> Nicole, mm-hmm. why did you decide to play a support-based character in this campaign? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so why does anybody? I know, yeah. <laughs> I love I, the summary of Jordan. <laughs> I hate <laughs> playing a support character. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, it's not my favorite. I chose it because I thought it would bring more dynamic to the character. Uh, I didn't want, again, I didn't want to rely on. Like, I have these superpowers, I'm like really cool and I do all this stuff and bleh. And I didn't want to rely on that as a crutch kind of for like the character. So when I was thinking about making a character, I knew, like I said, I had that whole list of personality traits that I wanted to hit, um, especially because there was this alternate side of her that I knew would be really hard hitting and really, mm. you know, have that aggressiveness. And so <clears throat> I wanted, to be dynamic. I wanted it to be, okay, what's a way that this person could function as a person while also having like unique abilities? Um, I wanted it to be more story, more driven uh, narrative in the fact that she's not gonna punch her way through anything. She's, right. She has to think about the things that she does and it, I tried to keep that theme throughout. Like, you'll see even an episode with, um, I think Peter's Pawnings is one that um, I kind of go to when I think about it, but Arabella can't do anything, right? She can only heal people. She can only, you know, she has flight. She can get to people and help them out, but what is she gonna do against a monster, Right. right? There's no real, you know, there's no real fix for that. So I thought it would create a more interesting interaction with baddies if Arabella couldn't do that. If she sure. had to. It forces you to think. Right. right. If, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I was going for. Like I said, I really wanted this character to be like stand on her own. Like this is Arabella, like away from me. This is like a, her own character. And I didn't, I wanted to think outside the box and I wanted to force myself to think outside the box. So I figure playing a support character forces you to think outside the box because you're not just gonna fix everything with powers. You're not just gonna fix, you're not gonna be the main antagonist, you know? I'm not gonna go up to the monster we're fighting and be like, yeah, come at me. You know, I'm gonna support 
these other characters, which also, <laughs> I do like support in that way, being able to buff people or being able to like heal. And I think it brings that more dynamic character interaction because now it puts more precedent on Jordan or puts more precedent on Barrett. And it's more interesting in that like showcasing other people's mm -hmm. abilities as well. I mean, you were, all three of you were DPS back in campaign. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was utility mostly too in campaign yeah. one with Jackie because I just couldn't hit for shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Ironically, I considering you had perception based on I know, Dota sucked. <laughs> Bad vision. Yeah. Really, I, I don't necessarily like playing support. I'm a very aggressive, like rogue is what I go for in D&D. Always. I'm a rogue character through and through, so creating a support character was just different and it, I wanted it to challenge me. We'll just give Arabella a knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, group question. Yeah. Two, three, four, five. Uh, pick a number between one and six. Go. First one, yell out. Three. Oh, yeah. I was going to say three. <laughs> uh, all right. This is for people who have also watched the first campaign. Okay. So, uh, describe the key differences between your campaign one and campaign two character. Oh my god. Oh, mine's pretty obvious. <laughs> just give me brief, just... I mean, campaign one was a happy-go-lucky kid, and campaign two was a mercenary badass who didn't talk a lot. Okay. One hated the government, the other one worked for the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I already just went through, like, Jackie was basically me, and... and well, you did mechanically, but what is, you know, like, personality-wise? Personality, yeah. Uh, she was very independent. I would say she was more, like, plan ahead, like, thoughtful about, like, that kind of stuff. Um, stubborn, maybe. Uh, you know, very practical. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Not so forgiving, not so trusting, you know. And Arabella's just <laughs> <laughs> just the worst. Just <laughs> you know, trust everybody. Super naive, very forgiving, mm -hmm. very happy-go-lucky. You know. I love Arabella. Yeah, I do. I like Corey. Um, Elias is very reckless, mm -hmm. and then kind of learns consequence by like over time and everything like that that we had gone through with the characters and stuff like that and kind of grew to have like the sense of responsibility um whereas jordan was just like rigidly responsible right off the bat mm -hmm. and then kind of like that sort of steered him for the majority of, of the the uh campaign ironically it was the character who didn't have to worry about the, saving the whole world who like cared more about it or yeah. you know or like as opposed to like from the very get-go campaign one, Elias is like, okay, we're fighting these threats that threaten the world. Whereas in, the, in, in Umbra Initiative, you don't know what the fuck's going on, and yeah. you could easily just be like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. But he stayed in and was mm -hmm. just like, I fucking care. Like, I need, you know, like, I don't know. It's just this interesting, uh, like, dichotomy between mm -hmm. the two. Well, I kind, of, I kind of played that in a way of, like, once, like, when Jordan came back and saw what happened and saw, like, what he had left of his life to salvage and then saw who was kind of at the reins trying to to solve the world's problem while he was gone he sort of looked at that subconsciously and was like if i could have done that i would have done it better <laughs> and then like play i i kind of played that character in that way of like <laughs> if he were to be the one it would have gone down a lot differently you, you imagine if the three of them were at the finale for campaign one <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I don't yeah. even know what that that would have been just completely different. Yeah. Do you think Adam could take 
Uh, Barrett. Oh, oh, oh 100%. God, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Adam could just, just... I think all your characters would have wrecked your other character. Because <laughs> you just ended at a way high. You had like... Like 50 more power points more yeah, in campaign yeah. one. Jackie... <laughs> fucked that shit up pretty bad. What's Arabella gonna do against Jackie? I Especially mean, the demon form, because the demon form is weak against will yeah, abilities. True, yeah. yeah, you could just mind control. Oh, yeah, Elias would have yeah. trounced the demon too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once we start hitting those will abilities, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's something like nobody had this time around. When you discover Barrett's a robot. <laughs> yeah, right. It only makes sense, honestly. Wait, I have a question that goes off of that. What? Who do you like playing more? Your previous uh, previous character or current character? That, that's hard for me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think I think Adam was more like fun, mm -hmm. but Barrett's more interesting. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's Elias for me, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. If I can come back and play as him, I absolutely will. I think mine's Arabella. Yeah? Mm. Although I will always love that mind powers mm. in my heart. Mine's Oomen. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. You know he was in campaign too. Was he? Uh, last, uh, second to last episode, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Oh, in one of the, in one of the pre-scenes? No. Oh. Nope, he was, you guys actually, you saw him. Yeah. I remember. Uh, what? You guys don't remember? No. You can't what? miss that voice. He was the um, janitor. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. In uh, the community center oh, after this week. Oh, you're right. You're right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. Uh, David. Yes. Uh, why did you shoot your party members so much? <laughs> so here's the thing. Yeah, why did yeah. you do that? Uh, I had a similar issue with Adam. <laughs> yeah, you did. Where I have AoE abilities, so I want to use them, but these jabronis are always in the way. I get <laughs> hit with these abilities every single time. Every single time he uses one, I get hit. You always use them. Like, Arabella usually isn't even in the thing. I know. And she somehow gets hit all the time. I know. With, that, with, uh, with Adam, I had the snap. Or like the, yeah. the sonic boom mm. oh, um, that would always hit everyone. Time. Yep. And with this, I had my explosive bullet and I had deafening. my uh, my deafening blast. Because <laughs> any any AOEs in this game are really hard to use if there's even one melee character. Yeah. Mm. Why don't like, you get selective? That's expensive. That's you expensive. can't get selective with a bullet. Yeah, right. <laughs> he has dancing bullets. He should be able to do. <laughs> They're dancing. They're wildly moving. They dance. Yeah. They dance. Two, it takes two to tango. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, because I have a we don't want to use them. Okay, Corey. I'll yes. remember this. <laughs> uh, how do you see Jordan acting while part of the military, or when he was a full-fledged astronaut? What sort of character would we have seen six years ago in the campaign? Interesting. Um, so a big kind of inspiration for um, Jordan's backstory was um, Green Lantern Hal Jordan, which is kind of why I named him Jordan. Mm -hmm. It was a little on the nose, but no one really caught on to it. Um, but just in the sense of like, he kind of entered that like with the goal in mind of like, he wanted to be an astronaut. Um, and going through the Air Force was just his fastest way of getting in. I actually, like, leading into, um, playing Jordan and writing his backstory, I literally looked up how to become an astronaut. Yeah, you did research. And what to do to, to become one and, like, how to get, like, basically the fastest track to doing it. And then I wrote out a timeline. So yeah. I actually wrote out a fucking timeline for this. And then I realized, uh, like, working it all out and figuring it all out, um, Jordan's age in 2026 
or whatever it was, yep. it was 2026, right? Yep. Um, if we jump that back to the year he was born, I realized that Jordan is my age. Mm. Born the same year. <laughs> and then it was really weird because I'm writing out this dude's life as if it was like parallel to my own. Like this is everything he's accomplishing. And then I'm looking at the years going, wow, I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I looked into... Um, <clears throat> short of like going to school forever to, to get into like NASA or whatever, what the, the fastest way to like go from being in a classroom to getting into like the International Space Station in the shortest mm. amount of time mm. possible. Yeah. So I pretty much having that goal in mind from like this character's birth, figured it out in a very like fast and loose way, figured out his birth. He was born in 1994, graduates in 2012, joins BASIC for the military. Uh, by 2013, gets into the Air Force, gets promoted to there. And then by 2015, which is probably a lot faster than like may get done. He yeah. completes a thousand flight hours. Yeah. You, you need a thousand minimum to kind of get into like yeah. interstellar programs and that kind of shit. And then so 13 was the Air Force promotion, 15 completes a thousand hours and gets married to Sadie. Uh, by 2016 is hired by NASA and his son Tommy is born. Then 2017 family moves to New York City. Jordan trains in Russia It works with uh, like all the International Space Station crew trains in their underground, underwater thing, learns how to maneuver in zero-g, all that shit. Um, 2019 goes to the ISS from Florida, returns as a candidate from Mars. So he leaves from like Cape Canaveral, okay. goes to space, does that kind of stuff, succeeds, and then they send him to like a, a Mars program. Figured out how long it takes to go from Earth to Mars. <laughs> the shortest time to do that is about eight months. So we figured that out, worked that into the story. So May 2020, he leaves for Mars. <laughs> uh, by January 2021, lands on Mars, um, and then stays there for I don't, I think it only looks like a month. And then by September 30th of yeah, September 30th of 2021 is when he returns to Earth. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Damn. I almost had it pinpointed down to the day of the New York incident, yeah. which was August 17th, 2021. So a month and a half later, like. A month and a half from the season finale of Campaign One was when Jordan returned to Earth. Huh. Damn, Damn, dude. Yeah, so like we had that like worked out. Like we had that worked the fuck out. Like that level of specific. Jeez. I have all my notebooks yeah. on me. Yeah, August 17th. Yep. Yeah, nice. August 17th, 2021 nice. was the day that yeah, that I had happened. Yep. I have Sadie dies at 27, Tommy dies at five. Wow. How do you mean Sadie? Real quick. Uh, How do you think you met her? Probably high school. If oh, I okay. I mean, I know they married high school late. sweethearts. I he mean, married later. Mm -hmm. Well, he married, yeah, 2015, so like three years later. Okay. He, I'm assuming he either met her later on or met her in school of some kind. Mm -hmm. Was he a nerd? Uh, I don't see him as a nerd. I see him, like, going off of, like, the Hal Jordan thing. I see him being, like, really capable and confident and almost cocky about mm -hmm. everything and kind of, like doing too well so then like he's got a high place to fall from mm. when he returns and has nothing yeah. suddenly like his his ego is crushed his confidence is crushed everything like 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 i imagine him being almost the polar opposite of who he was in Arcadian yeah. haven okay like interesting outgoing like the socialite sort of guy like yeah. he walks in everybody's like, yeah. like hey it's jordan what's going on like that kind of like yeah. person because yeah. then like seeing that person be crushed is way more interesting mm. to me. I agree. I agree. So yeah, that's kind of always how I sort of imagine him being, and then kind of finding his way back to mm -hmm. that middle ground mm -hmm. of 
being kind well, of he's redeemed, right? broken. I think by the end of oh yeah, yeah, season one, I, I think, think so was, too. Yeah, emotionally redeemed. Not like he did anything wrong, but no. So I think it, 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 I think things went down the way that that they should have given the character. Nicole, you've spoken before about challenging yourself more when playing the game. Tell us more about that. Uh. I get real bad performance anxiety. Uh-huh. Everyone stare. <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just really like doing this. Uh, I think it's really fun. We have a very unique opportunity that I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily get, and that's that we're all so compatible and we all play together so well. And enough so that we can make it entertaining and we for others and we can stream it and we can like do this and i just it you know it's fun to do it's it's a good opportunity <laughs> um and we've played you know a ton of campaigns together or at least us three i know corey we just kind of started with initiative but we played so many campaigns um you know with the big group and outside and you know and playing so much i really enjoy the narrative process and like mm -hmm. I really enjoy the storytelling part of it and I think that when I every other time you know I've created a character it's it, it's you know you're playing with friends you don't want to be too serious necessarily you don't really want to <clears throat> take like that story and make it yeah. into I'm a kobold with Two missing fingers. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I burrow down and right. bury stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'll bury your stuff. Yeah, like I literally oh. played a jar of dirt. Like <laughs> <laughs> every character that I've played has been like fun, you know, light. It's always something, you know. But when we play, it's like I said, we have this unique opportunity where we all are on, kind of on the same page. We're all looking for this narrative base. We all are very passionate about it. And so, you know, when we were making this campaign, I just decided like I really want to explore going all in and really creating a character that's outside of my comfort zone mm. and creating a character that's not me <laughs> yeah. that's not just me pretending to do something that's not just like making jokes all the time and even so i still you know you'll see me snickering and yeah, making yeah. dumb jokes anyway <laughs> but um i like because we have this unique opportunity i really want to capitalize on that as much as yeah, I think you did too. I, I think it's uh, clearly evident in the later episodes with Arabella, especially during her emotional moments, uh, where like, just as an actor, actress, you really gave it your all and and you know poured yourself into that role. I think that's uh, commendable. It's really scary, <laughs> especially since we're streaming. It's it's very like something that freaks me out really bad. Like you know, during the scene where like I was pretending to cry, I could have actually cried. <laughs> it was awesome. it was That's such great, yeah. it was such a level of like anxiety for me because I was like. I probably sound so bad. This is so dumb. What am I doing? Well, I shouldn't no, even be was, doing this. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yes, fake. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm just not. <laughs> did, did you find yourself in situations where, like, 
while like we were playing our characters and we were in like a lot of like our conversations <clears throat> and like just like either whether it's between us or it's like we're responding to like situations that Colby put us in, <clears throat> do you find yourself like thinking without speaking in character? Sometimes, if I could get into like a good groove and like really prepare ahead of time, because and sometimes like. I, again, I feel embarrassed to even say this. Like, I would practice and, like, mm-hmm. by myself and be like, okay, well, like, this is what just happened. That's what happened. What kind of state would I be in if this had happened? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the appropriate response to this as somebody else? Like, you know, and um, so sometimes if I could get into that, like, headspace of, like, okay, like, I'm not this person, I'm like this. This mm. is exactly the headspace I want to be in. Then that kind of made it easy to flow and really get into um, what this character would say, what this character would do. Obviously not all the time if it wouldn't happen as often, and there were a lot of times where I really had to sit and process what was being said and process the things that we were doing and act accordingly because my gut reaction is just to be like, oh, well, I asked yeah. us like there, there are certain points with Jordan where um like a lot of my actions were way more calculated because mm. I was like you know like playing like the, the role of like responsibility and trying to decide right. like, what there were a lot more factors like like Elias was a very impulsive character mm. and then kind of dealt with the consequences of that whereas like Jordan I had to kind of play the opposite but by the opposite token of that I found Jordan to be very easy to kind of react as. Mm. And, um, like, I was thinking about that because, like, um, a lot of our conversations with Natalie and then, like, doing uh, Jordan's Umbra, mm. all of that felt so natural. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was just weird. Like, like, we were just, like, bouncing off each other that night and, like, didn't have, like, any sort of, like, awkward silences or anything. Like, and it was just, like, response after response after response everything was just kind of like going at a good rhythm and like yeah. we'd finish the scene afterwards i'd be like holy shit how the fuck uh, did i do that i mean the way that works like, is where that did that come you from? set up a, a foundation right and that's mm-hmm. what was important mm-hmm. you spent oh god I, what episode was that like 18 or something uh but anyway you, you know spent time setting up a character and i think you had you had everything ready you just didn't know it yeah yeah well, that, like you know like certain things come from certain like places in your personal life too that like will like, mm. inspire like what kind of character you want to be or like where like certain events for backstory ideas come from and yeah. that's like what the, the... just feelings kind of that like you evoke like through the character like mm-hmm. they come from a place you know right like and using a therapist, really. Um, <laughs> That's the ultimate catalyst for emotional characters. Yeah. Which brings me to a question for Colby. Uh, no. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> uh, which character do you think challenged you the most? Of you guys? Mm-mm. No, like like one of your a character that you played. Um. Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was hard to step into the shoes. Hard to climb into the trash can. Little pause. Yeah. Uh, probably the Hark, uh, Laura, yeah. and Deandra, and Liam, the Hark residents, because yeah. it was a. Uh, I said in the post show, if you go on patreon.com slash Amber Initiative, you get access to all the post show episodes. Uh, I talked more about how um, Laura and that whole heart, uh, heart, excuse me, that whole Umbra was really. Um, I had to rewrite it. Like two two times I think uh, it was it turned into something entirely. It was supposed to the first version was you have this medieval adventure with her where she's yeah. like let's go we gotta go fight the dragon <laughs> save my little brother oh, right. and this like little kitty kind of like but like twisted 
you know, horror kind of aspect to it um, to mask the underside of like what was going on. Uh, and I scrapped the entire idea and I was like, fuck that. I want to get more personal with it. Um, and it's just literally the story. It's just the most real story out of all of them to me. Because it's just a story of like a parent who never wanted these kids to begin with at an early pregnancy mm -hmm. and ended up uh, the husband or uh, father leaves at a young age too after promising to take care of them leaves and now this little kid like this young girl has all of these pent-up emotions about taking responsibility for her own actions till she's growing up meanwhile the mother is learning how to take responsibility for her these children that she loves dearly but didn't want right like mm -hmm. i think that's such a relatable to some people yeah. emotion really a lot of people who have kids it's a surprise, right? It doesn't mean you're gonna like abandon them, but it's like how many stories do you think talk about that? Right. Like the feelings yeah. of a parent who are just scared, you know? And something like that, I had to really be like, okay, I don't want to make this goofy. I don't, I don't want to tackle it in the same way as other things. I just, I want to try something new and really challenge myself to convey there was like a whole section of the house where if you went by laura's room you could go into her that their father's <laughs> that was locked but if you broke in um you would basically open up a new chapter talking about like deandra and the father who left mm -hmm. and like the relationship between that and the family um interesting so like that stuff is is interesting to me. So, yeah, yeah uh, that's that's really good. Yeah, I think we, we went through a lot of really emotionally dark places with this like particular campaign. Oh yeah, and, like we were not afraid to do it either. Yeah. No, not at all. I remember the first couple episodes. Like after like we would finish sessions, we'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, yeah. It was almost draining sometimes after we would finish episodes because it was just like fuck. Like yeah. some, some of the, like places we went, some of the, like ways that like we played off of things were just like it was hard. Yeah, yeah. really hard. The topics were very heavy. Yeah. Um, although I do have to ask Colby, because I ask you this every every post show. Um, did any of us give you a notebook throwing oh, um, this this season? I feel like there was a yes. I can't remember. Um, I feel like it was probably David again. It's always David. <laughs> well, David left. Arca or Barrett left Arcadia David once. Yeah. That was kind of. I kind of threw it off. I, there was. I can't remember. Uh, Damn. <laughs> so I've answered this too. Yeah. Um, I, I always have to ask. What was it? Uh, oh, it was. I think it was Barrett getting caught. Oh, my brother uh, was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you okay. were just so bad yeah. in every yeah. way. Like you tackled it in the worst way. You were yeah. like, mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, sister um, Miriam. Miriam was mm -hmm. like, hello. And you were like, I grab her. I just, yeah. I'm gonna snap her goddamn neck. Or so I was like, what the? What is happening? It's like episode eight, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I was like, these guys aren't supposed to show their true colors for like another 10 episodes. Yeah. Like, well, we kind of yes. had the, the so funny. fucking Elias and Adam moment when we were trying to break out of yeah. the fucking uh, yeah. monster there. So funny. That was so oh, not God. supposed to go that way. Too. That was like, so, so much fun. So stupid. <laughs> it felt like fucking same old bullshit. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, I hope Nicole doesn't mind that her entire plot line is about to start and conclude in two episodes, like episodes eight and nine. Like, you know, yes. <laughs> knocked it over. 
but, but it, it worked. You knocked oh over her plot line and broke it. See, see, what's great is that that happened like at the end of the episode, right? Like it happened yeah, yeah. like I could put a little fight in, and it was good. And then I'd be like, okay, now I have time to like. You know, if you did that at the very beginning, I'd be like, oh, oh what a sucks. That was so good. That was so good. That was a good one. Um, uh, group question one yes. through five, six again, but I don't say three. Two. <laughs> uh, favorite moment? Good mm. question. Oh, that's oh. hard. I gotta look at my notebook for this. Yeah, that's a hard yeah, one. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> ponder, yield, orb, real quick. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite moment? Uh, oh my gosh. I think. I think our my one of my favorite group moments was the cinema. Mm. Oh, okay. I really liked that that part. Yeah. It gave us like little insights of our characters, and it gave us like a little. A little weirdness with like Bowie running on stage and Raj not liking mm-hmm. it. Like it, it not only explained some backstory but also gave us questions. And mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. It, it was the the exposition episode yeah. where it was like, well, I guess the episode before that was the exposition episode where um, Shaboy explained everything. Or was that mm-hmm. the same episode? I actually don't remember. I think it might have been the same one. It might have been. Which I'm one? not sure though. What one? The cinema episode with and what else? With Raj explaining. Because there was, was two, the there was two parts. There was Raj explaining what Umbras were. Yeah. Oh no. And then the second part, which is you guys telling the story. Yeah, the, that, uh, that, was, that was yeah, that was one of our two part episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was very good. Wow, those were like two weeks apart. The the entering the cinema was twelve twenty nine, and then the next episode was one twelve. Oh yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, that's a good moment. I really like that moment too. Mm-hmm. I like how everybody had their own little moment to shine and show their personality. And mm-hmm. if it was animated, it would look really cool because yeah. you use different art. You'd be like, yep. "All right, Every- get a different studio <laughs> yeah. on this right. one." Yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been interesting because yeah. it's really fun to play like a villain, quote unquote. That that was my first my first like thought process when making Barrett was like, "I want to play a villain." Mm-hmm. It was the um, same episode. It was as far as my oh, okay. notes go. Okay. But um, being able to open up backstory on like a villain quote unquote character is really fun. Mm-hmm. So when I got to show the little bit in the cinema about like him in the military, it just it was interesting to do that. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Favorite moment? Um, I don't know if I could find just one. Getting so ready to rescue Natalie from um sales. Oh, that um, was good. Really? That was yeah. probably like one of my favorite arcs, like in terms of playing as Jordan. Yeah, the for bleeding sure. edge was really right. good. That, yeah, that, that part was very That was sense. fun. I liked that. Okay. I liked kind of... Oh, yeah, healing her from death. That was pretty nice. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was absolutely That was a yeah. hype 20. Yeah. Hype 20. That was, that was awesome. I loved all the moments of Barrett and uh, Sales being stuck together, dealing with each other, and yep. you trying very hard not to like lose your cool and just yep. fucking blow him away. I really yep. liked the bleeding edge arc a lot. Oh, that was another notebook story moment when you killed Natalie. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. And you're David. like, just like if you if you leave the premises, it'll trigger all the bombs. Bye. Yeah. Hey, what are you? <laughs> but that that like so it I'm, led to one of the best moments. Exactly. I'm really glad that that happened because like reviving her was yeah. fucking hype as shit, and that kind of that had implications for the next like that had implications for the rest of the campaign. Yeah. Because then after that, it was like. 
Arabella went from like, she's got a demon and she's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes because she's like bullheaded to, she fucking brought someone back from the dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we kind of, she went from like something like we had to like kind of protect and deal with to now she's like incredibly formidable and is way stronger than all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a character to find a moment for Barry too. Yeah. 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 Being like, right. oh, you can do this. Right. Yeah. You know, it changes everything. Yeah. You even absolutely went did. as far as to give your wife and kid the number. Yeah. Her number and be like, oh, yeah. Yep. You know, Something happens, here you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it totally redefined your character, absolutely. There's so many good moments. I don't have a particular favorite. I can't, you can't make me pick one. But, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, have to. <laughs> the last uh, episode. I'll, I'll give you like my top two. Number one. Um, number. Halloween event was really fun. I really <laughs> liked that. I like Slice of Life shit. Mm, I, um, I thought it was really fun. And especially because it was like at a point where like the characters were so like defined but also in this middle weird spot where like we're still trying to figure shit out and still trying to figure out what to do so it was in this nice spot of like character development and also just that was like really where the plot i mean the the like setting and like plot and the characters really all meshed well together and it really became one thing yeah <laughs> i think that was good uh, i also really liked um, uh, the, oh my god, uh, I love that Roland North's, uh, manor. Oh, oh yeah. The Umbra. Yeah, I think that was really cool. That was cool. really fun. Um, that was a fun one to, to set up. Uh, yeah. With the rose maze, right. you know, every single room having their own little, little adventure thing in it. Right. You know? And I um, think that. That was fun to set up. Yeah. There's a lot of good, lots of, I don't know. There were a lot of good moments. I really did like the fight with sales too because that mm. all the changing umbras and like yeah. Oh, sales. He'll be brought favorite... back as a robot. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite sales. characters in this campaign, just because of the deviation from what we planned originally to what they became is Angelica. Yeah, yeah. Angelica yeah. was great. Uh, because when we're, when we're spitballing <laughs> ideas for side characters, I was like, I kind of, since Barrett's going to be watching over the compound, I want there to be that one nun who, like, kind of, who saw him on the cliff mm. and just goes and hangs out and they don't ask each other questions. They just, like, sm have smoke breaks together. Yeah. And then it turned into what Angelica is. It, that's, I don't know. I like her a lot. I like what became of her. Yeah. She went from the, the nun with a secret smoking habit to nuns with guns. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we at KTX love nuns with guns. Yep. <laughs> Did you say yours, Colby? What? Did you say yours? Your favorite moment. Uh, I love all the moments. Shut the fuck up. Watermelon. My favorite moment was Barrett not making it to the hospital on time. Oh, it's, um... Uh, Lacey, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was, a, that was a good moment. Oh. Yeah. That yeah, was another one of those like emotionally draining kind of so, things. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I think, the, I think it was like the very first moment where Barrett was like, "Oh, he may have like a heart," because like, <laughs> he was about to kill her, like yeah. put her out, and then like Bowie, yeah, was like, hmm? yeah. or when Laura yeah. almost fucking got dead. <sighs> that was At, fucked. Uh, towards the end. Towards the end. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I love, I love Barrett's transformation. Yeah. A favorite moment, I think, I love Mr. Sales's introduction. Um, not, well, not so much his introduction. I like when um, he brings Barrett into uh, the house and oh, murders yeah. the mother. Uh, mm. the, the names are escaping me. Um, the mother and daughter. Uh, Actually, I actually have their names in my sheet oh my too, God. but I don't have the sheet on me. Let's uh, see. Somewhere. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah. they, uh, 
I love that moment. Um, I liked the moment of Mr. Sales and Arabella in the arcade. In the arcade, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was a really good one. Uh, I like Raj. Oh, Raj's introduction with uh, Jordan was at one of my favorites yeah. at the bar, where it was like you could already tell something like everything was dark around them, and he and like I already knew who he was, what he was about, everything from the very get go. So it was really easy at that point to sow the seeds of like he's seeing Jordan because Jordan is in an extreme state of mourning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, of course, he'd be the first one he talks to. Yeah. Jordan's also. You know, conservation, you know, like the, you know, that friendship kind of thing. Yeah. His dialogue is like, hey, I'm here to see a friend. You know, guess he's not here. Like, oh. all that stuff. How he's really, it's oh, funny because he's yeah. really bad bar- bartender. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, see a friend, he's not here. It was at, oh my God. <laughs> so you knew from like day one, like, I knew, the I, kind of conservation. I knew from day one of that. Shit. And I also knew that you were, you know, the Shaboy wasn't real, uh, James. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't real. Uh, do you want to know the the, re- the full name of your kin? Yeah, of course. Uh, so he, he's called Anum. Yeah, that's from in that. But his full name is Pashta Anum Zaha. Pasta Fazul. Got yeah, it. Pasta Fazul <laughs> Zaha. Got it. Uh, which means uh, sacrifice, <laughs> conservation, protect. <laughs> mix of Armenian and wow. other gibberish. <laughs> Such as all of the kin's names. All of your apostrophes thrown in. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, that's really uh-huh. cool. Yeah, well, every, every apostrophe, which is every... I take a word in Armenian. I don't yeah. know why Armenian. I just like the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. I, whatever their base term is, yeah, and I, I convert it into a section, and I, I alter it and convert it, and then apostrophe the next one. Like posh is mm-hmm. you know sacrifice that, uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that's how I do their name schemes for the kin. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I have a lot of favorite moments. It's like. It's hard to pick a favorite, a favorite child. Yeah, it's yeah, you know. Um, I like, I like whenever Laura and Barrett interact. Yeah, yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, those were fun interactions. I really like the uh, mother Adele and Arabella with the movie. I liked that. Oh, yeah. oh that was a great moment. Yeah. yeah. That was, oh, that was a really good moment, actually. Yeah. Man, mother Adele was a good character. Oh, so good. Very good. Character. I'm surprised we've gotten this far and haven't brought her up yet. I know, same. Yeah, at all, huh? We haven't. Yeah. There's a first mention over. Yeah. yeah. Um. That was my group one, right? Uh, David. Yeah. Uh, what up? Oh, I guess actually, this is technically for everyone because I use the same question for all of them. Don't know why I didn't make it a group question. Good job, Colby. <laughs> uh, how would you describe Herbert from the start of the season to the end? Um, you know, wonder what your questions are going to be, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a lot of character development for all three of us in this in this mm. season. Um, but, I mean, Barrett specifically went from the I'm here to do a job to like, wow, I actually care about these people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if it is in like a minor way, mm-hmm. it was such a big, such a big transformation for Barrett as a character. You know, like, the, uh, the part where Mother Adele was defeated, yeah, and Barrett goes up and scoops up Olivia and mm-hmm. drives by, by mm-hmm. Demon Arabella. Um, that was pretty much the moment clarifying, like, yeah. this is no longer a concern. I'm here to save someone. Nice, you know, and that that was a, a really big, a really big moment. Um, that and when he left to see his family. Mm-hmm. were both really transformative moments for Barry. That was a great was moment. Great. Um, I loved him talking to his wife. Um, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of stuff packed into that conversation between the two. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, no, go for it. You were speaking. <laughs> I don't think Arabella had as big of a character development as the other two characters. For but just for <laughs> I can say more about explain. Arabella's development than Jordan's. Let me. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, oh, I, I, don't I totally know. could. Let me let me explain. Because throughout the entirety of the season, she's still Arabella, right? She's still the same character. She's still where she needs to be. She's still very much this naive, like trusting, forgiving person. And I think that sh that kind of stayed true throughout the entire season. She did have some developments of like taking that responsibility, becoming more like independent um becoming more uh like coming into herself a little bit more becoming more confident she broke that. the drawer <laughs> yeah she broke the, <laughs> the drawer. ultimate character it took so long it took so long it's one hard tug yeah <laughs> uh, uh chat crazy anime man whatever that is yeah. uh, i still really like episode one the way you guys opened up the initiative was uh really attention grabbing yeah thank you yeah Thanks. thank you that was really good. Um, yeah, the I, um, I think Arabella. I don't think she was really meant. I. What's interesting is Barrett and Jordan. <laughs> I think had this arc right to to change in right. some way. Obviously, feel free to disagree, whatever. Um, but with Arabella, it wasn't about her changing at the end to make her a significant character. Right. It was her being challenged and seeing if she would maintain her positive qualities right. at the end, right? And like, I think that's more why I don't think she developed as much as like Jordan or Barrett because she was really consistent through and through and despite like the challenges, like you said, there's these moments we got to experience with Arabella that was, oh, this is her character defining moment. Like how Jordan's kind of had her, uh, had his off screen, uh, Barrett kind of had his off screen. Like, you know, something happened that changed who they are um, fundamentally. And now like we're here to see those end results. And, but with, you know, with Jordan, like he wanted to leave. He had his, I mean, all the umber that he went through, going through these changes and seeing the narrative with Natalie, like really showed that development of like his, character changing and I'd bear it be, like going from like you said oh it's just work to like oh okay I kind of care I have a heart um Arabella didn't not in a bad way and I don't mean this negatively at all but she just didn't develop the same way that Jordan Barrett did yeah that's the thing she didn't need to yeah that was the whole point of her character wasn't to change it was to resist change, change. yeah <laughs> see my my perception of that is a little different because uh like like we've said it before in other post shows where like Jordan and, and Barrett, they went through their shit kind of off screen before the storyline and then were kind of shaped because of that and like we were at the tail end of like mourning and mm -hmm. we were kind of developing that sense of like, what do I do with these broken pieces and how do I make them like fit together, like fit together again and how do I make this work for me? Yeah. Um, whereas Arabella is on the opposite side of that and once everything happens, like as soon as the the fight with with brother lewis turning into like the angel thing and once that started that was arabella <laughs> slowly getting pushed into a meat grinder <laughs> which pretty much kind of concluded with the the compound being destroyed and us killing titan version of uh fucking uh mother adele but from that point on once lewis was gone once olivia was gone and once uh mother adele was gone Arabella, 
her entire demeanor completely changed because after that you we weren't even sure if you even had a demon anymore and you were just this shell mm -hmm. and i think that's when like true honest character development started beginning because like you you were reduced to nothing you had like your level of stability that you believe to be genuine and and all you ever knew mm -hmm. so you like loved it and believed in it and parts of it may have been like sincere coming from lewis and um adele but after you lost those the only kind of parental maternal and paternal figures that you had in your life once those are both gone and your best friend was gone you had nobody anymore mm -hmm. and you didn't even have that thing in the back of your mind anymore right. you had nothing <laughs> i think that was when you started kind of like making more decisions that were for arabella and not for the sake of anybody else mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like that last like four or five episodes like you completely changed the way that you played arabella yeah like she yeah. kind of became a little unpredictable mm -hmm. whereas like for like the the first like three quarters of the show like once like you kind of like fell into a groove of okay arabella is the naive girl with the demon mm -hmm. and these things will happen because of who she is and like the the like reactions to things were happening because of who she was but then after that point like once like you lost olivia and took that hard and then took off and went on your own mm -hmm. like i think that's when like big developments started changing and i think that's going to carry through into like right. next season and yeah for yeah. sure yeah because i think she's a completely okay. different person from how she was before. That's a great assessment, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Whereas Jordan's, you can sum it up in fucking four sentences, if that. Um, Jordan was alive in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of the last episode, <laughs> he's not anymore. <laughs> the ultimate character development. Yep. That's it. <laughs> ashes to ashes. <laughs> dust. Cosmic dust yeah, to cosmic, cosmic dust. dust. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think I think honestly, you know, you know, for Jordan's, it's responsibility where it was his theme, and at the beginning, it's yeah. I'm running from it now. He had the full circle of right. uh, of character, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it was like those. He, like, he died complete, I think. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. And I, I I wouldn't have really wanted him to go out any other way than than how he did. It made the most sense for everything, and now he's dead. Yeah. Now he's dead. What about Bowie's uh, development? Bowie didn't develop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure he he's started real. off as helpful and ended as yeah. What if kind like, of by the end helpful. of this, say, like, <laughs> he, didn't do, yeah, he, well, he wasn't real? What's the opposite of development? Because that's what Bowie did. Yeah, <laughs> he devolved. No, Bowie yeah. never actually existed. Yeah, uh, it's a group hallucination. He was yeah. a plot device. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> uh, filter through my rest of my group questions. Uh, who would you like to see interact with the setting of Campaign 2 from Campaign 1? I, I I know my answer, and I've known my answer for a long time because I've thought about it, but I can't answer why. Okay. Savannah. Savannah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just think it would be extremely interesting to have her in this town. Mm. Just like working on something, or because she would like know what's happening. Right? She would be like the one who would know what's going on. And it would just be very interesting to have her around. What if but I like, told you mm. she was originally the one who was supposed to show up in the post-credits scene? Really? Really? Yeah, I had I had a very small list of campaign one characters and I rolled. Huh. Interesting. To see. Obviously the ones who were on there would make sense. And not like I put like 
quote, Lucius. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had a small list rolled on it, and she she didn't. She was on the list, but she didn't. Uh, yeah, because of what she was doing towards the end of, of campaign one, I could see her right. like figuring something out yeah. with this. You know, I can I can almost picture that too. It's just like somebody comes to her like there are these weird like interdimensional <laughs> monsters that keep popping out of these portals and creating kind of parallel universes in our world and she's like oh that's just an umbra yeah. <laughs> she just knows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i honestly would really have liked it's gonna be weird but will lucius because <laughs> i mean we already did like inter or like the planetary thing mm-hmm. and all that so i really wonder what are you talking about like the Wilt Lucius that like the people know because they didn't see season zero, yeah, we human, didn't air it. Yeah, human Lucius. Or are you talking about monster Lucius? Yeah, like pre um, pre monster Lucius. So like human Lucius. Yeah, so human like, Lucius. I'm a CEO. Yes, yeah. and where he's still plotting shit, but like also this weird shit's happening. I would love to see like his reaction to an Umbra and be like, ah. That's weird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, and especially if like he had an Umbra, imagine like yeah. be be crazy. The, the short list I have right here was Cedric, V, Cam, Xavier, Rise, and Savannah. That was the list of people that were going to show up in the post-credits scene in cool. some way. Cool, I, I love it. Yeah. I rolled and got the most normal. <laughs> I, I love that. That's so good. good. Yeah, 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 that's so good. It worked out well. It did work out really well. Uh, honestly, I would love to see five years older and wiser Elias show up and check out the Umbras and try to figure out whether or not they're associated with Animus or not. That'd be cool. It probably would change his perception of what Animus even is, too. I that think would that'd be, be really cool. interesting. I still feel like there's a lot more to explore about with that you? whole thing. Um, Putin. No. Um, <laughs> what is this one? Uh, Amalgapup. Amalgapup. <laughs> Amalgapup and the, the, the trash monster yeah. are basically the same. <laughs> the trash monster. Uh, I don't know. Um... I wouldn't want somebody who would really kind of like break, like, like Rise, Rise is who I love. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he could solve a, a fair amount of issues. I think that would have propped up. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he's, re- he's a really strong character. Uh, let's do. Uh huh. Let's do Delilah. Mm. Oh yeah. That's a good Delilah one. or. The bola. <laughs> yeah, the bola would have been fun. I want to see the bola fight, um, <laughs> fucking, um, sales. Oh, <laughs> I think the bola's retired. Yeah, <laughs> Five yeah. years out from the last campaign. I think yeah. he's like, he probably saw oh, the New York boy, and was like, fuck yeah, this, fuck man. this, oh my man. Yeah. <laughs> he just he. He's like he looks at his bolas and he looks at the giant crystal monsters attacking and he's like, mm. I do have to say, and I know that there's more to come, but I am surprised that the uh, that yeah that either Big Shot and the Sovereign didn't show up. I expected mm-hmm. both of those characters to show up. We brought up the Sovereign a couple times, yeah, too, or yeah. like it, it just felt like obvious that at some point he would show and he just never did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Expect them to show up. What if I told you? Uh, <laughs> he died off screen. Um, I don't know if I should say. It. Oh no! Uh, so is it gonna is it gonna come up in the future? What if I told you that the sovereign was in this season? All right, now oh, you have fuck to tell us. <laughs> yep, I'm, oh no, I can't yeah. tell you anymore now. Oh fuck off! That's black. Um, yeah, you're just you're yep. Hundred percent. Uh, he is in this season. Oh fuck off! <laughs> 
<laughs> now I gotta go Where? back. Where? I can't. Well, I'm not what, gonna spoil what, it. Was it it's well, a, you know, it, it, I, I it was like purposefully obtuse. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it wasn't okay. something that either any of you would actually pick up on. All right. Um, so don't, you know, it's not something like, how could I? Like, yeah. even if you rewatch it now, I would be very surprised if anybody got it. Um, but I think it's, it, it's very vague. If you're like a super fan, I think you can yep. catch it. Huh. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's cool. So did it. Rise technically, but that's also oh another God, super fan I know, I know, well, I don't know, but I assumed at least when you mentioned the seal, the magic seal on oh, yeah, the crystal, yeah. that that was like, you know, two sorcerers did this. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's obviously what about. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's not what I'm referring to, but yeah, you're right. You're 100% mm-hmm. right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, favorite NPC? Mm, you're asking me. These are the easy ones. I gotta like, you know. I think I only have one. favorite NPC. Pudding. Pudding. Honestly, pudding. I got two more. Two more after this. Um. <coughs> well, I answered so. <laughs> so next. <I> mean, <laughs> pudding. All cops are bastards. Let me say this first and fourth row. <laughs> Sheriff Stone, absolutely. Oh, Sheriff Stone. Probably the yeah. one of the strongest kind of support characters we have. Thanks, Neo. Sure. Yeah. Very good character. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as he showed up, he felt important and pretty much carried that torch to the end. Yeah. I had a pol- I had a police chief before him, but he was never introduced, so it turned out really well when he when um I think, uh, Shaboy made him. I think Mother Adele is my favorite. Mm. Mother Adele is a very good character. She was a great character. I love her. Angelica too, that's really tied. Mother Adele was one of those characters where you know from day one she's manipulative, but you can't do anything about it. Right. Yeah, she's um, too strong. Yeah. 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 Playing her was definitely my favorite because, like, people would say, like, oh, she's a bastard, she's fucking awful. But, and she is to a degree, but I think there's a lot to be said about, like, she was literally a creature created for one specific purpose. Yeah. And the fact that she did anything nice at all, like, she really fought against that, right. that like, urge. You know, she was a spawn created to summon her kin, right? Yeah. And in the end, that's what she did, right? Mm-hmm. Like she, or rather, tried to do. Yeah. Um, but she she, she put a lot of care into it, I think. Yeah. And she's just really fucked up in that way. Right. And that's why she's really interesting to me. Yeah, I, I like that. I think she's my favorite. She's a very good character. Mm-hmm. Born favorite NPC. Oh, you said Shrek, so? Yeah. David? Pudding, pudding. Okay. <laughs> All right, baby. Are you going to die on that hill? Uh, absolutely. absolutely. I know, I agree. What's your favorite MC? Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, favorite MPC. Uh, that's that one's really tough. It's like Raj, Mother Adele, Sales. Like yeah, I was I thought Sales Laura. would be it for sure. Sales is definitely he was definitely the most fun to play without without a doubt. Yeah. And every yeah, see, seeing you play Sales was an experience. Oh yeah, that that freaked the audience out. <laughs> I liked chat freaking out the yeah. very first time yeah, they showed so up. Good. Yeah, at the end so of the episode. Yeah, it was really funny because like out of game, like we've seen you be that level of like manic silly. Yeah, but like Psycho. not like play a character like that. <laughs> So it was really funny to see you like be another side of you that you don't normally kind of like portray in, in characters. Yeah, we still to this day get comments on those episodes being like, "Oh my yeah. god, sales. yeah, <laughs> he was incredibly dynamic." Whenever he's, when he's intro- when he was first introduced, I always think of the scene in Dumber where 
Jim Carrey uh, when he pulls out of his super awesome car and he's wearing the 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 suit. I think he had the orange one on. Yeah. His, a full orange suit. He was like, he just walks up with a cane <laughs> and he's like, park my car. And he gets like this, the, you know, the breath spray and he goes, but he sprays it the opposite yeah. way and like gets the dude in the face. He's like, oh, right. And like goes in and I'm like, that's it. That's the energy, 100% the energy I want with him. Like stupid, but with comp, like, utmost confidence uh-huh. but replace stupid with psychopath yeah i was gonna say stupid he was not he was, he was definitely dead. like scary yeah, oh, yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. it was like like i don't even know how to like amply describe it he reminded me a lot of um i said it before um the marvel character arcade mm-hmm. yes you did mm-hmm. say that and um like he he was just like he was like manic and unpredictable and incredibly calculated at the same time like everything he did had purpose even if like that purpose made absolutely no sense to everybody else Mm -hmm. like his methods were like confusing as hell and that kind of only added to how scary they were Mm. yeah he had like also for like a narrative perspective i think he does a lot to tell about the world building too just like Mm. who he was as a person made you think about who bleeding edge is as an entity right, right. to hire somebody like that yeah. so like this guy is a higher this guy is of a higher power than barrett who barrett seems like a very capable and like with the individual right like and all of a sudden this dude comes in why is this dude who's a complete psychopath uh have more authority than him mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um so like that makes you think and um, like you said, he's unpredictable. Like mm. you always feel like you're in danger. Like yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, we're getting breakfast in a diner. Right. That doesn't mean Dang. shit. No. Yeah, yeah, everybody was could, dreading that. Yeah, yeah. He could he could just stand up and shoot <laughs> everybody there, and he yeah. wouldn't care, right? Yeah, right. I'm expecting that to happen. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Same. When he chased Arabelle out of the arcade, mm. yeah, like yeah. the only reason he didn't is because Raj was there. And yeah. Was like, mm, okay. He cut my fucking brakes. He cut, yeah. he cut my dude. That was hilarious. I love when I was like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And he goes, and you guys only talked in, and I'm like, no, nobody tailed him. No. Nobody no, thought anything no, of it. Meanwhile, he's pissing on my truck and cutting yeah. my brain. You could just see it animated where they're, like, they're talking and the camera pans you to like, the window, and he's yeah. just like, <laughs> just the most obvious. Yeah. yeah. He like fucks up a few times and yeah. like, snips his finger like, He's loud opening and shutting the hood. <laughs> he like, does the wrong car first. Yeah. <laughs> he goes oh, he drives a truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuts the next car. Yeah. Comes back in. He has oil on him. Yeah, right. and he's like, a band aid. <laughs> yeah. His <laughs> bathrooms are rough. <laughs> Greasy. Do not go in there. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah, I love sales. <laughs> um. Uh, who was a character in Campaign 2 that you wanted to learn more about, mm. but didn't get the chance to? That's good. Uh, Barrett's family. Mm. Okay. Straight up Barrett's yes. family. I wish they kind of got more time. Yeah, I think I think the reason they didn't was purposeful. Mm. Just like, because me playing out Barrett's story, I was just like, they're distant from him, so they should be distant from the story. Right. You know, I get that, thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of just made me want to know more, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, uh, not an Easter egg, there's a element to the scene where he talks to his wife that uh, people haven't picked out yet. That is very... It's almost foreshadowing, I think. Mm. Um, really? Yeah, which is very interesting. Mm. I wonder if people can pick it up. <laughs> your, your son, your son is the sovereign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a character I would want to know more about. 
Mm, you can't that's say hard. Putin. <laughs> Putin. <laughs> because you will learn more. I, I mean, yeah. now that we kind of mentioned it, um, Putin. <laughs> Putin. Uh, Deandra's ex-husband or, or ex-boyfriend or ex-baby uh, ex um, baby daddy. Yeah. I would say. I'm oh, sorry. Go. I interrupted. No, it would just be. I would just like to learn more about that, especially since Bear and that family kind of have like a connection now. Um, it would be. It would be interesting to learn more about the that. The kin of dumping your ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, his name escapes me, but the snake boy. Oh, Walter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, that was, um, uh, <coughs> oh. Tales of, uh, Tales of Sorrow's character. I'm very interested in that character. Yeah, Walter Langston. Um, yeah, uh, I wanted to put him in a lot more, too. I tried to sneak him in as much as I yeah. could in there, um, but, you know, I, I'm sure we'll definitely learn more yeah. about him. Um, I don't I'm excited for that. He's, uh, he had the snake around. Yeah. He helped Arabella with the lantern mm-hmm. stuff. Um, he had a little... Um, little petting zoo thing. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. During yeah. the um, Halloween yeah. event. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a shy, meek kind yeah. of boy. Hmm. Oh, Angelica, favorite MTC. That's <laughs> a good one. I didn't say her. <laughs> she's she's on another tier. I actually really liked her. Yeah, I did. Sorry. Yeah. Nuns with guns. Nuns with guns. We love nuns with guns. Yeah. <laughs> she was just fun to play because. <laughs> Uh, kind of like what you said about Mother Adele, you knew you were getting played the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't do anything. Yeah, but you can't do anything yeah. about it. And that's that like Angelica. Angelica. To a, yeah. like, but hers is like... Worse because she wasn't worse. trying to hide it, right? right? Like, with Mother Adele, is like, no, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she would, um... What's the term when you're trying to make someone? Gaslight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, Mother Adele would d- try to gaslight you. Um, but Angelic is just like, hey, we're gonna go do yeah. this. Like, yeah. she was very much like the do? enemy yeah. of your enemy yeah. is your friend kind of. Right. Yeah, exactly. it was like it was me and Barrett and her versus the yeah. whole. Like, what uh, are you gonna do uh, without me? Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, you know, so it was cool to be able to like manipulate players that way and yeah. like, do that and have her work out in the end. And, you know, and she like won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, she won yeah. in, in her own way. She accomplished her mission. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, my last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking forward to most in season two? Oh, the Amble Belt. Uh, I mean, the, the Amble Belt is always fun to go to. Yes. Um, I, I mean, it's tough. Future character developments. Like, there's still a lot with Barrett that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, like, avenues I want to try to explore, or, like, ones that I'm not even sure I want to explore, mm-hmm. but I want that to be tested. Crap. Um, Cameos from campaign one mm-hmm. are always fun, and mm-hmm. like, I don't want to see where those lead. Oh, there's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree. Um, I am excited for. I mean, we just had the whole divine jewel cutter. We know he's gonna be back. Like, we know yeah. that's gonna be mm-hmm. coming back. Um, Misty, the fact that Misty's here now is like huge. Uh, I'm really excited to see that play out. <clears throat> uh-huh. And yeah, I'm excited for. You know what's gonna happen next with Arabella and the, the direction that she goes and how consistent she's gonna stay or if she is gonna change or not. So I don't know if why Cedric and Xavier are in Arcadian Heaven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just weird. I don't know why. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I want to know why they're there and I want to see how they're different. Yeah. After five. <laughs> Cedric's really into photography now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he went. 
Sorry, what? <laughs> he's gonna get photos of the fall foliage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a leafer. Even though he's from New York. Imagine. imagine <laughs> he's a New Yorker checking out the yeah, foliage. Yeah, yeah. You know? Imagine if Cedric the got, got the Avarice Umbra. <laughs> imagine if Cedric got the Avarice Umbra. <laughs> All this stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. He's got the Umbra of Luck. Or the, um, the, he's the kin of Luck. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, those are all my questions. Right, what are you looking forward to, Cody? Um. Uh, I think Bleeding Edge. Mm. Um, the plotline with Angelica. Mm. I I already have a lot of ideas in my head of like where it's going. Um, I think leaving Arcadian Haven mm. is going to be interesting. Um. I think we spent a lot of time in Arcadian Haven, and of course we're not done with it, but I think the type of campaign it'll become is going to be different than what you see in, in Season 1. You think sure. it's going to be like a bigger scale? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's going to be a bigger scale. It is, I think it naturally it has to be. Mm-hmm. It's just, it can't be a small town thing anymore. That changed when you guys revealed your powers. Right. Yeah, right. right. That changed when you activated the World Gem. Yeah. Um, it changed when the divine jeweler finally stepped in. When Misty showed up, yeah. Yeah. that was all right. We're your Arcadian Haven is. It may be a hub now, but mm-hmm. it is you have now opened things up mm-hmm. beyond that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had a, a funny kind of weird parallel thought of just like how things are in comparison to like world and everything. Mm-hmm. Random music thing in the 90s, like once like bands like Nirvana and like Pearl Jam and like Soundgarden and all those bands from Seattle, Washington out of nowhere got really big. Everybody went to Seattle to try to find the next big band. Yeah. I feel like Arcadian Haven is going to be that for superheroes. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be like, yeah, everybody is going to go to Arcadian Haven thinking that they're going to find superpowers there. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it did open up um, the, you know, the, the when you guys went into the mountain, you know, mm-hmm. the, the P-Rock, yeah. which is now revealed to be because um, remember in campaign one, the way that um, the whole lore behind the Divine Jeweler is for, you know, he's been around for eons. Um, he would just pop by planets, settle down, make a workshop, and he would make these gems and then leave them. Yeah. And when races discover these gems, suddenly their tech level, whatever you want to say, increases. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have space travel. Remember in uh, Rook Nova's ship, it was powered by a crystal. Yeah. Everything in, you know, everything in the Prismatic Coalition is powered by these crystals, like all the sci-fi stuff, right? Yeah. So um, now you have a town mountain mm-hmm. full of these crystals that have now been like activated, right? In, in a way, and then deactivated, but people know it's there. Um, so what does that mean, right? You know, like, yeah. like you said, like, that should bring a lot of people there, right? Mm. Or yeah, yeah, put it on the map in more ways than one. Yep, there's still like Umbras. Just, you know, the show's called the Umbra Initiative, and that isn't gonna change. Umbras are gonna still be a big deal. Yeah. Bleeding Edge is doing a lot of weird stuff with Umbras that we discovered. Mm. Yeah, and then you have Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Bowie's deal. He is a he's a gem. He's a crystal. Yeah, he is one. He's he is one. His whole body. <laughs> All right. Any more questions? Or are we wrapping up? Um, Why? Right. You got a question, Bowie? I, I just like making Bowie's head jiggle. <laughs> All right, I have one more, one more question. Mm-hmm. Is there any, if anything, uh-huh. is there anything that you wish you could do differently for everyone, including Colby? Like in life? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it all started. In- <laughs> 
Like, is there a moment that you wish was different, or are you completely satisfied with everything that played out? Oh, man. Mm. Uh, I kind of wish I leaned into the no more mutants angle more with Barrett, mm. um, because I did originally want that to be a big part of his character. Yeah. Mm. Um, we're just like, powers are the bane of the world. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really. And I feel like the reason why I didn't is because I just wanted to be more... Uh, I just wanted to work more in the group. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you know, I want. Right, I see. Yeah. You, I, didn't, you didn't want to be like, I don't like you because I'm racist, trying to, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to be the racist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't want it to be difficult to play with. Yeah. You know? Yes. I didn't want to just, like, I always hate Jordan because he can fly. <laughs> right. I change that. Like, I didn't right. want to do There's that. not much to, like, really explore in terms of like conversation there yeah right? it would have kind of been really repetitive i think yeah. Yeah. i think the development would have been very simple too it's just like him yeah. becoming more tolerant or open-minded or whatever over the course of it like yeah. it's almost like inevitable he gets he ends up in like a like life-threatening situation someone with power saves him and then he changes yeah. his yeah, thought yeah, like, yeah. you know it's yeah. they aren't so bad yeah, yeah. it's so cliche and yeah. it's just it's cheap i get that yeah so instead of leaning into it i kind of just made it a thing like that was him before we started mm. And I kind of hinted that, like, yeah, I used to be like this. Because I remember early on that being, like, kind of a, a like, personality trait, and then we just kind of, like, forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Or abandoned, I don't like, remember. Like, I remember it being brought up very early on and thinking it was interesting to begin with, and then just yeah. kind of, like, never mm. going there again. Yeah, I would try to bring it up in conversation, being like, you know, I, w I, I would have been someone who wouldn't like this, like, in the past. Yeah. But, like, I tried to make it all in the past. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or... Uh, I don't know. It's hard to, to pinpoint if there are any, like, major specific things, like, I would want to, to change. I wish we did more with, uh, Jordan Mitch Anderson. Mm. Yeah, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit, yeah, because we didn't really ever explore him that much. He only had, like, maybe, like, one or two off kind of like interactions with interactions. One at the bar and then one at the, at um, the, the Halloween event. Um, yeah. And then, uh, doing the crane. Yeah. Opening up the thing. Okay. And that, that was yeah. kind of it. Like, there, yeah. there really wasn't anything there. There wasn't really just much to. I don't know. I set it up as like this weird. Like, like I think we all knew how it was going to end with like, maybe you're not so bad. Trying yeah. to like that it thing, could, yeah, right? It could have played yeah. out like that. He could have become an antagonist to some degree. He could have. Or still, I mean, has potential to become that no powers kind of yeah. redneck sure. asshole in the woods kind yeah. of character, you know? Because we haven't even explored that either because like you had everyone kind of unanimously agreeing in town like okay We're gonna work with these super powered people to kind of but we did have a that, what's but... his name? Um, oh. Randall yeah, Randall Sven, right. the, yeah. He's the, the, the asshole, yeah. but you know, it, it's but inevitable yeah. for that kind of <laughs> Movement to, to build up in any world of like storylines where like there are people with powers they are always going to be people that hate them for having them. Yeah. Yes Whether it comes from a place of jealousy or that person was responsible for the death of my family or this mm -hmm. and that or whatever I mean even, even Jordan kind of had that. Yeah, he hated those kids. Yeah, those stupid yeah. Yep. Dumb, <laughs> fucking ears Possibly, <laughs> idiot, idiot, fucking bastards. <laughs> yeah, here's a self-hating soup. What do you regret? What do you regret? Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> I wanted to change Mother Adele's ending. I think I could have did better with that. Really? Mm -hmm. I think I could have had a, a more in-depth conversation. It was kind of sudden. I think it was very sudden. She didn't really have a conversation with Arabella. Mm. Um, like that closure. Yeah. 
um, which I guess in some ways could be okay, but I think I would have preferred the closure. Mm. Um, uh, there were other things. Um, I thought of something. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of wish Jordan had more time with the kin that mm-hmm. he kind of, That's like, cool. met with. Like, they just had kind of, like, one off, like, conversation and just kind of, like, agree and be cool with each other's and that was about it. Absolutely, it was really was cool, great. but... I wish there was kind of a little more to that, mm. but I could have. Been, I could have liked. Uh, I would have liked a little more like, slice of life little moments with like suddenly the entities and you'd like. Yeah, kinda, like you know. Yeah, it would have been kind of cute. Oh. So it, it, I think it would have felt too much like the Adam and Mercury thing though, where like mm. things are happening. Jordan's kind of having one reaction to him, and then the kin is having. I think I feel like that was Bowie. more naive reactions to these things. I I think you're right because I think I would have played him as like. Naive. Yeah. No, what is this? Yeah, because it's, it's an alien kind of character. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's something that's intelligent but has no idea what Earth is like. Is it, it'd kind of be the same mm. thing over again. Um, I keep forgetting. It's literally on the tip of my tongue. I keep forgetting uh-huh. the things. You I've just regret. said, uh-huh. "Oh, I know." <laughs> it's right there. I think I'm dying. You don't regret anything. This is, am I getting bloody nose? <laughs> <laughs> Do you smell toast? Yeah. <laughs> I smell. Can you ferret. smell? <laughs> Stop. Uh, Stop. Oh, uh, I wish you guys went out with Raj. Mm, oh, I yeah. know. I had a whole uh, fun day of fishing yeah, and all that planned. That would have been great. Um, I do kind of wish you guys saw Rodney uh, Rodney Dale, but that's okay. Mm. Um, that was funny. There was another big one I, I regret not doing. I wish... I kind of wish Raj was around a little bit more, and Bowie too. Mm. Um, I think Bowie had a really strong start. Yeah. Uh, but he, there were so many other things uh, I kind of just kept forgetting about Bowie mm-hmm. later on, which is why he wasn't really like around. Yeah. Because I literally just forgot to include Bowie because I'm like tackling he's right like, here. Yeah, he's right I know, I know. Like I, I sh- you know what I should have done is I should have gave him a character profile, like a page, mm-hmm. uh, like a character sheet, and given it to you guys. Uh, and then giving you guys like an extra action at the end of every combat turn yeah. to have him like little minor so like right. most of the time he probably wouldn't be able to do much but at least he had like more of a presence yeah. mm. um that's what i should have done uh more bygones mm. really we had so many too yeah but there was a problem where if you accumulated too many you would get problems uh, but mm. i never put in enough to make that happen <laughs> mostly because you guys spread them out evenly yeah yeah, yeah everybody had like two or three yeah, yeah. i think all of you had two yeah, yeah. um which is appropriate uh anything else anything else I think I wish that Arabella, two things, was more investigative, investigative, investig- investigative <laughs> uh, uh, of the Bleeding Edge, since she did have that mm. number. Uh, oh, true. Yeah. I kind of wish I explored that a little bit more. Um, and I think been a little bit more, in, like, sticking to her guns as far as, like, siding with Mother Adele. Mm. Um, so I think just a little I too quickly. She was pretty <clears throat> on board till the very end. Like, even like, I think, I think it's okay that the final straw was that she drugged you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, I'm sorry, that was like the tiniest straw, and then it really broke when she looked to the left and saw that Mother Adele was literally sacrificing yeah, Olivia yeah. to a muck monster. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like. Sure. 
I think she did well. Yeah, I just wish little just established that more because there were I feel like a little bit there were more times where she was more suspicious of them instead of yeah. more suspicious of the group. Yes. And it's nothing major. It's definitely not something that I think would have changed anything to like an extreme amount, but I think it would have been more interesting. Okay, that's it. Mm. I wish I did more space stuff because I know you wanted to do that. Mm. Um I you know what? I think it's it came to a matter of I forgot you had the abilities of the the life support stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I would have manipulated your umbra to do more space stuff. Because mm. that would have been the time to do it. So I regret not putting more space stuff. Space. Space meat. I kind of <laughs> wish Natalie was there when Jordan died. Mm, um, I kind of like that she wasn't. Too. Yeah. Yeah, she gave a good eulogy. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's great. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll retroactively go back and do it right now. Okay. Yeah. And scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a great time. What a great place to end that. <laughs> what do we regret? <laughs> we regret you not joining our Patreon. It's true. It's Patreon.com slash the Initiative. You can help support the show mm-hmm. and get stuff. See, you know, that was the best time to do it because if you hadn't before, because uh, the season's over, man, what am I going to watch? It's not like there's... 25 episodes of post oh, show. It's right. true. It's true. It's a whole season of post show. That's like there. 75. I was like, those aren't the regular episodes. Uh, <laughs> three yeah, times it's at least 30 minutes every week. Isn't it like seven, 750 seven. minutes? Sure. Oh, yeah. 25, yeah. right? Sure. Yeah. Dude, just say like <laughs> it's like twelve hours of material. Hey, uh, Don't make it weird. <laughs> that is several pretty Yeah. Awesome. We did it. Read it. Yeah, um, yeah, you can check that out. That's really good stuff. Or you can, uh, or you can keep watching us on Twitch because not only do we have streams every single day, but every Wednesday at our normal initiative time, we're gonna do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got stuff planned. It's also uh, we have our first campaign. Mm-hmm. Go watch Initiative on our YouTube channel. You could get little RSS feed. little hints about things in this in the Umbra Initiative. Yeah, you know, it, nothing crazy. It's a little tough because I think <laughs> I do think season two is going to be way more um, dependent, or rather, like there's going to be a lot more of campaign one in season two. Mm. I think that that's I think that's very fair though, mm. because if they made it to campaign two, season two. Either they're invested enough to watch all of season one of campaign two, and then, you know, we make reference and say, like, hey, if you're a fan, you can go back and watch campaign one, or they've already watched campaign one. Yeah. You know? I feel I mean, like we, yeah. we do a pretty good job explaining things, too. I don't think there's anything that's really left out from not knowing campaign one. Um, yeah. It, it's going to stick with me, though, I think. I'm always going to have that in the back of my head of, like, uh, maybe I should have just really hard disconnected the two, mm-hmm. right? And just kept little Easter eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but too late! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also, I think, important to note that, uh, unfortunately, Corey, I know you won't be joining us for season two, at least in the traditional sense mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you have your job. Yeah, you know, um, uh, something that really started to suck towards the later half of this season was my schedule was fucking atrocious. Mm-hmm. So like I was leaving work, coming right here, mm-hmm. doing the stream. With like a 50 minute drive. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, coming like an hour to here <laughs> and doing the stream, then going home, going straight to bed, waking up and going straight to work after that. Right. And it was just draining. Mm-hmm. And it's 
as of now, the way my schedule is, it's just it's I made it work to finish the storyline because it's absolutely what needed to be yeah. done. It was right, and I didn't want to abandon the story because the whole reason why we do this is to mm -hmm. tell a story. Mm -hmm. And we were already this far invested, and I wasn't gonna uh, back that yeah, like down. Which you did perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, I like that circular. You know, it's a mm -hmm. full circle character. Yeah, and it felt right, honestly. Especially like I like I don't have any regrets about the decision to make Jordan die at all. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of regardless of whether or not, like, I was going to be continuing the next campaign as a, like, or the next season as the same character or not, I'd almost prefer not to. Mm -hmm. Because it, I hate to say it, like, I mean, you could progress Jordan to become, like, Superman or whatever. But, like, it felt better for him to kind of find his purpose, succeed, and then let that be that. Because that's mm -hmm. kind of, like, Almost what he kind of wanted all along, anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got it, you know. Yeah, yeah it just it, it it felt right. I was I was happy with it. Um, now you don't have to do that, like you know, like in some shows, they like you know they were only slated for a season one, right? right. So then like season two comes around, they have no idea what the fuck to do with these yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or purpose yeah. anymore or anything yeah. like right. that. Because then what's the purpose past that <laughs> point? He's just he's the selfless strong guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I know we would have found something, but like perhaps I mean like you know he can never say never, right? No, yeah. the, the relationships with the characters would have progressed further. He probably would have like helped Arabella like find a new sense of grounding sure. or whatever just by being kind of through the ringer of that whatever but like i mean it's all it's it's what ifs and it doesn't matter <laughs> it'd be fun later after like the next season to imagine how jordan could have fit into those events yeah but those yeah. events haven't happened yet so yeah, yeah aside from that it's cool but um but i know this definitely won't be the last we'll be seeing of Corey. no I absolutely not um there's always whole, down to come back there's a whole yeah. cameo waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and i would be, be much delighted to come back as elias crowley he'll be playing point. adam <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i'll come back as adam <laughs> no i would absolutely love to come back as as Elias. We still have to do our uh, campaign one versus campaign two characters. Oh, oh so yeah. Oh, we do that. Stop. Yep. You guys have a dead guy on your team. <laughs> Go, Jordan. <laughs> It's, it's what's it called? The movie. The Marion But I'm sure you guys aren't just going to like continue with two characters. As players, so I'm curious to see how this is gonna keep going. Third player right here. Yep, there he is. There he is. <laughs> this is gonna be me with a Bowie mask. <laughs> Who could he be? Don't say his name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we will, uh, we're still gonna be continuing season two. There'll be changes and whatnot over there. Stay tuned and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, and like David said, we'll be here Wednesdays, uh, whatnot over there. Uh, Fun games hanging out. Yeah, the RSS feed might be a little quiet for like uh, periods at a time over there, but don't worry, we're, we're gonna be back in audio form too. And all of that, and we'll do little things. There's a lot in the way. We have a whole whiteboard yeah, full of stuff. Like, yeah. we, there's, there's stuff happening. Yep. Um, uh, so, yeah, thank you for watching season one, uh, The Umber Initiative. Uh, I think it's thanks to you guys that we can even do this. Yeah. So, really? yeah. Thanks. I think, I think it went pretty well. I yeah. think uh, it went extra well. Just mm -hmm. look today that the episode one of uh, this <laughs> campaign. Is, has uh, surpassed episode one of the last one. Awesome. Wow. Yep. Episode awesome. one of Umbra is our new most watched episode. And also, uh, the RSS feed went crazy with downloads um, over the past couple months. Like, people are more more so listening than watching us physically, which is fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I do with a two and a half hour, three hour show right, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're out there. We hear you. We see you. 
Um, if you've listened all the way to the end of this, you are uh, that means that you're the real one. The real MVP. Uh, and just like, I know everyone says like, oh, like, comment. Just just comment on it's something true. saying hi because we like to hear from you and to bounce back. Mm. I didn't know you could rate on Spotify until like two weeks ago. What, really? I didn't know you could. Because um, huh. I, I, the feature like isn't there yeah, like readily. Yeah. So five stars, whatever it is, <laughs> on Spotify for us. That would help a lot. Uh, it takes you a literal second. You know, or wherever you listen to us. I know Google Play Music is a popular place for yeah, us. Just click some buttons. Yeah, yeah. It helps. Click some buttons. Tell us how you really feel. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> tell your mom about us. Tell, tell your mom's boyfriend about us. Yeah. He probably likes comic books. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, take in comments how much you like uh, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where can I find you, if anywhere? Um, I am on all social medias and stuff. I'm actually... Uh, working on another album as of nice. late. Um, nice. I just started my fourth full-length album as Corey Croft and the Band of Phantoms. You may have heard some of my stuff prior before when I released other things, and we would put them in the beginning of like the the post show or the pre-show countdowns and stuff like that. There's um, also a link to his channel in all of our videos. Um, yeah, Corey Croft and the Band of Phantoms is YouTube, I believe, specifically is what we have linked. Yeah, I believe. Um, I know, like on all my like videos and stuff, there I have like a link tree that's got everywhere you can find me. All my music is on like every streaming platform. It's on um, like Google Music. It's on Spotify. It's on. I have like this weird long list of shit. Like half these sure. like streaming services I've never even heard of. But <laughs> yeah. you can find same one with on this. There. Really, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what the Podbean. What's that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> They can't go one episode without slandering Podbean. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> it's been a while. We haven't said Podbean in a long time. Yeah, sure. you think so? I, I think it's been a while since it's we said Podbean. Um, I love about that. Uh, yeah, look up Corey Croft and the Band of Phantoms. I'd really appreciate oh, yeah. it. Um, Make a bunch of music. I'd like to have people listen to it. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in the next season. Any closing remarks? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, the audience. We're gonna hear you, first. the GM. <laughs> No, um, thank you. Uh, thanks. Not to get like thanks. mushy, but thanks for having me for three seasons. Sorry, yeah, yeah, three seasons. That mm-hmm. That's about right. Yeah. Um, it's been fucking awesome. It's been, it's been crazy. Uh, I've enjoyed it. So it'd be weird without you. Mm. Yeah, sorry. It'd be really weird. Um, but uh, like I said, we'll see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the end. You're more than capable storytellers. The sure beginning of season two is Elias Hunt. <laughs> all right we love you guys we will uh see you next time you see us which is hopefully be soon yes keep uh looking at us on um twitter discord a great way to see announcements uh youtube anywhere you listen to podcasts look up keep tapping x look up the umber initiative keep tapping x that is where you will find us and uh, David streams every day. Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be back here at like noon. Right. So see ya. Yeah, uh, but he's back from hiatus, so yep. give him a warm welcome. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, talk to us in Discord. Mm-hmm. Love you. Be there. You can bug me there too. Yeah, oh yeah, Corey will be there too. So he's not gone. Just Forever lurking. Yes. Uh, bye. Uh, we're gonna go raid. Bye. Bye. bye.